6.160 megahertz. WBCQ. Botticello, Maine, USA. You're on the planet. More jingles. Jingles. From the lightning. You never know r and A little bit of everything for you. Just a tad late, John V. Lightning here with you on the show you know as your little bit of everything. What, what, what is it again? I'm, I'm, I, I, I had time to forget. Almost forgot to show up here this evening. Good evening. Yes, this is the 11 Hour Network and Radio New York International coming at you at the usual place, the QWBCQ, with the show you know as the... Just a little bit of everything. Radio Extravaganza. Now what is it now? What do you say? It's uh, it, it's my mic's low. My mic is up a little bit too hot. All right, fuck it. It's 8 p.m. Eastern time as the crow flies. The Jim Crow these days, or is that Harlan Crow? Uh-huh. Uh, so much to teach you tonight. So much to cover, and as usual, only three hours into which to get the job done. But it's. It's me, I'm here just in time, just in time, yes, wait, hold it, wait, excuse me, could somebody, nobody listens to me over here, will, will somebody please stop the music just for a moment, I, I, I need you to, I need the music, stop, damn it, stop the music, thank you, <sighs> okay, starting to get a little pissed off there, that's right, it's not 8.05, it's just in time. Why did that happen? <laughs> and believe it or not, I'm sober. Well, I kind of. Ah, that's what I was looking for. Trust me, it gets better the longer the show goes. Just in time. All right. I found me just in time. Before you came, my pick time it up, pick it up was running low. Yes, we'll be discussing the two Justins this evening. I was lost. The losing dice were tossed. My bridges all were crossed. Nowhere to go. I need to play more, Frankie. That's why I need to go. All right, I'm going to sing along now. No, I won't fuck it up like that. And now I know just yes, we will be talking about the Justins getting justice in America. I found my way. And in Tennessee, no less, which is kind of America. Just in time. Hey, we got justice just in time. When the lightning guy on planet radio. Lonely life, that lovely day. 
Now, where was I? Just a little bit of it. That's where I was. This this show this evening will be one of the most memorable shows we've done all week. Yes, we'll discuss the Justins and uh, Clarence the Clown Thomas and his good friend Harlan Crow. Crow Magnum, that is. Another Texas billionaire, my own. Just a little bit of everything. A Texas billionaire whose infatuation with Hitler and all things Nazi... I find it a tad disconcerting. Can you say Zieg Halbau? Yeah, so much news this week. Republicans trying to force the uh, the Ten Suggestions, excuse me, the Ten Commandments upon all public school students in the great but really fucking weird state of Texas. Texas again! That state should have quit at Bob Wills of the Texas Playboys. Thanks for playing him, Dave. And uh, thanks to Dave for another swell pregame show. Dave does a pregame show just about every other extravaganza, and when he's not doing it, Aaron Decay is doing it. So uh, I get a little rest, and uh, and my musical programming gets replaced by even better programming. And there, as promised, a primer on the now fabulously popular trans actor. I'm not quite sure if I still consider him a huh. Of course, I'm referring to Dylan Mulvaney. And uh, Dylan was endorsed by Bud, and it's led to all kinds of Bud bashing. And we will spend a few minutes exposing Missouri State Senator Mike Moon. Just a little bit of everything. On your extravaganza. Yeah, Mike Moon is pro-marrying 12-year-olds. Uh, girls, girls, of course. Well, I'm sure those some of those Republicans would not mind marrying North 12-year-old boys to themselves. Yeah, they want to get a little of that 12-year-old boy ass and cock. What? What I do now? All that and some silly shtick, some tunes, including a couple of your requests and other strangers. Just a little bit of everything. And strange people, all a part of your nutritious talk and more diet. Known as the A Little Bit of Everything Radio Extravaganza. I am John P. Lightning. I'm here until 11 o'clock Eastern Time. And after that, don't give a fuck where you go, what you do, if it's legal or illegal. Don't care about anything except you're sticking around. Until the top of the 11 p.m. hour. Or probably a little bit past because I started a little bit like just some uh, minor technical difficulties and something was weird with the feed. But it's been cleared up. And uh, I'll, I'll never clue up. I'll be the same sick but smooth savant of the shortwave airwaves that you have come to know and in all likelihood will possibly despise. Yes, uh, we will be covering... I even got an email from somebody. Are you going to talk about Dilly? That's why I started referring to... Uh, to I, I keep wanting to say Dylan Thomas. Uh, <coughs> Dylan Mulvaney as Dilly. Uh, yes, Dem Day Dylan, who's known around these parts for, uh, for, uh, for, for sing-song shit. What is it? He, he, he does that dumb uh, normalized bulge thing. Normalized uh, bulge. come on. We are normalizing the bulge. Please don't normalize the bulge, okay? The uh, the bulge being from them days, a uh, three-piece set. Some people are wondering, what what, what is he what, or she? Uh, what, what does it they them mean uh, when they them sings about normalizing the bulge? Because Dylan, 
is allegedly, supposedly, kind of, maybe nobody could be sure at this point. I still think it's all an act. Uh, Dylan is now a trans spokesperson, but he's a genetic guy who apparently was late to learning how to tuck the junk so as to give the appearance of having a smooth lower front. Therefore, the, uh, you know, the normalize the bulge nonsense. Normalize the bulge. Ah, we are normalizing the bulge. And uh, did we fuck up or what, folks? An Alzheimer's bush or is it Alzheimer's bush? Uh, I, they decided to hire Dilly to promote Bud Light. And I would think, you know, their demographic and... I would assume the very average intellect, no, very average age of the very average Bud Light drinker. Uh, the demographic is probably uh, mainly, uh, you know, young to middle-aged men. You know, the chore-chewing, monster-truck-driving, sports-loving, basic all-American macho men. You know, the, the type of folks that are open-carrying their weapons of war down at the stop-and-shop. And, of course, lots of people pretending to be macho men with their Bud Light in hand. Well, uh... Who would have thunk it? Many of those people offended. Oh, offended, I tell you, by what many of them consider to be the dreaded wokeness or worse. Because many in that silly demo um, look upon all trans men as groomers in disguise. Wasn't that a, 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 an Elvis song? He's a groomer in disguise. Oh, yeah. Now, the groomer in disguise is a is uh, Jeremy Marsh, and we will discuss him too. Indeed, after the show is over, if you're still all amped up, live and awake, and you should be because this show will, will keep you on the edge of something, uh, well, you're likely on the edge of sanity right now because you're listening, uh, you will go to YouTube, look up Jeffrey Marsh, and you'll take one look at this character. What are they even listening to? Anything he might say. And you'll find yourself instantly agreeing with me Something wrong with this guy. And if there is such a thing as an archetype of a groomer, that's right, Valley. Jeffrey Marsh, okay? That's the guy. Uh, but Bud Light drinkers who believe that all or most trans people are groomers, I see them for what they are. Assholes. Fucking assholes who are not disguising the fact that they're assholes. So tonight we'll be presenting all that. Yes, I will present, not as a gal, too old for that act. I'll uh, I'll present a quick seminar on Dylan, uh, who is a a star of TikTok, who has brace yourself over ten million followers. Ten million followers. Damn right, I'm jealous. <laughs> Damn right, I'm jealous. And as one whose listenership is easily in the tens, just tens. <laughs> I'm not expecting Anheuser Bush to come calling. At my door. Now, they should. They really shouldn't because I rarely drink beer these days. Beer makes me want to take a nap. And I never drink any light lagers ever. I've never had a light beer ever. Because if I want beer, I want a real fucking beer. That's some watery, low-impact near beer. To me, that would be kind of the equivalent of, of smoking weed that's been made up from uh, entirely, you know, nothing more than... Hemp plants, you know, because most hemp plants have a, a THC rating sometimes of 2%, maybe even as much as 3 And I want to get high. And pal, when I want to get high, I want to get high. You know, keep that shake. I need to bake. That's what I need to bake. And yes, 
I'll probably be doing it this week. It's going to be uh, 420 time. As most of you know, or some of you know, uh, May 20th, uh, and that, that particular day uh, is the is the unofficial, excuse me, April 20th. I'm, I'm moving the timeline up. Uh, it's the unofficial National Smoke Too Much Weed and Fall Down Day. How did I make a mistake like that? It seems as though I might have already smoked too much weed and fallen down. And that's just the after effects from January 14th when I last indulged. That's right. I, John B. Lightning, have not had any controlled substances except for those prescribed by law, by my lawful doctor, in over four months. So you know I'm kind of looking forward to falling down on that day. And, and, and I'll be able to do it comfortably because I'm going to be with a few friends. So I'm not going to need a life alert pendant. Not you know, At least not this week. Not this week. Don't help. I've fallen. And I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. I'm enjoying it down on the ground uh, where some people uh, say my, uh, my, my mind can be found. Yes, gutter level, gutter level of mind is the mind that is inhabiting the body of John P. Lightning. Otherwise, otherwise tonight, more and more fun and more and more these days I have learned I, I, I keep a low profile. I found I'm way better off doing that these days. I have a very low profile. Low brow profile, some people would tell you. Uh, and hey, I am familiar with the likes of Dylan Mulvaney and other influencers of dubious veracity. So those some people just might be fucking right. And yeah, I'm better. I'm better. I've had this discussion. Uh, well, I had this discussion with a family member over Eastern time. I have not even barked back at my neighbor's annoying little dog in easily a week or so now. That's progress. For me, that's progress. Although those little yappy things that you could squeeze into a change purse, those pups should not be classified as dogs. I've seen rats bigger than, than those dogs back in my old digs in Brooklyn. Definitely bigger than a lot of these alleged dogs. Now, my niece, she has a dog. And it's one of those real big, slobbering hounds. And I love that dog. When I visit, the minute I walk in the door, rawr, 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 first, you know, she doesn't recognize me. Then I start giving her some pets. And doesn't take long after that, folks. Right after that, it takes about maybe about 30, man. seconds, and she's on her back for belly rubs. Now, you see, that's a real dog. I don't mind going home covered in dog hair because that dog hair is from a real dog. And my barky neighbor's uh, their dog, look, they've, they've got barky dogs, but they're so nice to me. They're always asking if I need any help for anything. You know, Just let me know, Johnny. I'll, I'll always be there to help you. Uh, I, I think that's also known as placating the old guy. What? No, they want to be helpful. They look at me, and I guess you know, they, they take some, um, uh, what do you call it, a measure of pity. All right, let's call it what it is indeed, a measure of pity upon John P. Lightning, and I can appreciate that. And I'm generally kind and calm with everybody around me, generally, except when it's, yeah, that time of month. Meaning my Amex bill is due and I'm looking at the account and thinking, I don't know, can I get away with a partial payment again this month? Otherwise, I am the invisible man around these parts. And most of you know, I'm pretty much the same online. I mean, right? I mean, I only post on Facebook when the news stirs my rage and or my outrage uh, or, or, or I need to promote the a little bit of everything Radio Extravaganza. Because what we often reveal to the world on the book of face, invariably not good. 
<laughs> not good. What we mostly reveal on Facebook is our failings, our, our, our faults, and our ignorance. And I've got a surface of every one of those things. I've got a surface of every one of those things. But then again, you know, we are all living in a post-factual world, at least according to some pundits. And uh, making this trek around the sun, it's, it's making it a, a much more dubious endeavor every year that I add another year to my age. And actually, actually. Uh, post-reality world might be nearer to accurate than post-factual world. But petulant preachers with their pious postulations and peons to the Prince of Peace, they don't even bother me of late, particularly of late. And many of them still buy shortwave airtime here on the planet, thank goodness. And I and Alan Weiner say, thanks, suckers. <laughs> well, I might take that back, at least for Alan. Alan does not consider them suckers, just clients, because he's too nice a guy and too uh, God-fearing a guy to ever think or feel otherwise. Unlike yours truly, uh, you're heathen formerly from Brooklyn, New York, which is fine, which is fine. And leave the God bashing to me, okay? That's one of my areas of expertise. And all you kind of so-called maybe Christian the name only customers of WBCQ, all I could say to you is thank you. Thank you for effectively underwriting this show. Love ya, suckers. <laughs> Oh, otherwise, go figure. It's it's a mystery to me, you know, why these people do what they do. All right, it shouldn't be because, uh, well, first of all, we all know that Osor about God works in strange ways and mysterious ways. So I guess our time buyers must serve some. Uh, it must serve some purpose other than assisting WBCQ in keeping my downright blasphemous bilge on the air, because grift is got a grift. But the Godites, the Jesus is coming, and why shouldn't he be coming? He gets to watch all the best porn, right? Uh, those people that state that they're in service to the Son of God, for them, see, those people here on Planet Radio broadcasting, that's their grift. It's how those ministers make their living. Not saving souls. I'm sure they're saving money because they're getting lots of it. Yeah, they're raking in the moolah and investing in savings and loans, banks, and I would assume most of them are doing okay. And don't get me wrong, I appreciate their resilience. I appreciate their resilience in the age of AM is dead, which, of course, I hope against. But I know AM's future is going to be negligible. We've discussed that previously, and uh, the uh, negligibility. Boy, that was a tough word to get out of my Brooklynese infected mouth. Uh Kind of like, well, never mind, I shouldn't go there. At least that early in the show. It's kind of like the way I feel about Deadbeat Dama, okay? I would pray for his popularity to continue to tank if I was a man of prayer. But I've got more fun and interesting ways to waste my time, pal. And yes, I have been known to speak disparagingly of many preachers. And I say many because not all of them, uh, indeed, uh, well, I don't, I don't believe the vast majority of them are in it for the money. Just, you know, the, the, the name brand ones that you see all over TV that are, that are on TV crying because they've only got two Learjets and they need a third just in case the other two are in for repairs at the same time, right? I would guess they, meaning the preachers that are not in it just for the money, are probably in the 
overwhelming majority. You know, they're, they're not just in that racket to earn their keep. Many, if not most of those who live their lives in service to whoever it is they want to serve, I don't know. I, 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 but I do believe they believe in their mission because I've known one or two of them whose faith in God and or Jesus really did seem real to me. And as Brother Colin often would say, beliefs are a strange thing, or words similar to those. So, no, I have no truck with true believers, even as they proselytize for usually name-brand religions that are so corporate they should be listed on the fucking Tao. And today, Catholicism dropped 236 points as another sex scandal was announced from... Um, yeah. Funding for Catholicism is provided in part by the truly faithful, those trying to buy their way into the afterlife of unlimited whoopee and kinky sex. Oh, yeah, it's the kinky sex they're hoping for. And the Corporation for Public Balderdash. That's what it's all about. And I state that because yesterday I got a visit while trying to produce Steve Charagonzo. I got a visit from two nice ladies uh, who were doing their 9 to 5 for the Jehovah's Witnesses, also known as the Watchtower people. That's what we call them here in New York. They're the Watchtower people. Although I think the Watchtower buildings uh, that they formerly inhabited occupied uh, where they were printing out all their tracks from, that's gone. They sold them off, I believe, their condos now because they don't need the print tracks anymore. Everything's online. Matter of fact, they did just hand me this tiny little pamphlet with the information on where to go online to find out more about the Jehovah's Witnesses because I saw she had one in her hand. And yes, I put out my hand. I, 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 was, I, I was being super nice, yes. They're invariably friendly, nice people. But, you know, you'll catch more flies being friendly and nice. And by the way, by the way, who wants to catch flies? Never understood that. But I see these people as wasting their lives. Wasting their lives in service to another brand name religion serving the interests of the people that run that religion. The board of directors and the CEO of Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm sure they're doing quite well. To me, it's another cash cow religion I do not cow tow to, okay? And I told these two ladies, I, I said, look, ladies, I'm sorry. Not really. I, I, I'm sorry I'm too busy to chat with you right now. And I politely dismissed them. I then, of course, peacefully accepted their little track. I thanked him for stopping by. Yes, I did. And then I said goodbye. I'm always unfailingly nice to these people. Mainly, or perhaps, yeah, mainly maybe because I feel sorry for them. <laughs> I can't help it. I feel sorry for them because they are likely unaware that they are not in service to Jehovah, but to Master's much more important to mankind's real master, mammon. Mammon, folks, as they are unknowingly grifting for those who dispatched them into neighborhoods that are mostly staffed with residents wholly disinterested in their religion's vision of what God is. And yet, they will still happily trudge on to home after home, going on to the home of the next, I don't give a shit occupant, who either has his own belief system already well in place for a rather long time, or is occupied by, uh, maybe the home is occupied by some heathen motherfucker such as I. <laughs> Who engages with the world in a wholly non-religious manner? 
And again, I deny no one their beliefs. Might make fun of them, but I deny no one their beliefs. Especially as my lack of any belief in a supremo di capo CEO of all we know may be wrong. I could be fucking wrong. But I am true to my lack of belief, because otherwise it'd be a phony. Not just the low-rent one that engages with you here on the QWBCQ. Matter of fact, one of the first people I got on WBCQ, other than, uh, of, 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 of course, oh boy, I've, I've, I've consorted with, with, with some people here. Uh, a, a, a certain guy that, uh, that, that did a show, what was that book he wrote? Something about a pale horse? I can't remember his name right now. I, uh, me, me and the late Mike the Jokeman produced his first couple of shows, and I also got somebody on the air by the name of Brother Joe. This guy, Brother Joe, uh, approached me by phone. This was well before the internet was uh, w- w- was really a thing. Uh, because, uh, I mean, a lot of people had the internet, but most didn't. Back in the, in, the, uh, in the late 90s, around 98, when he contacted me, wanted to go on WBCQ. And I spent countless hours with him on the phone explaining the equipment he would need and how to set it up and all that, also that he could, um, also that he could practice his religion very publicly. And he seemed to be a nice guy, and I was happy to help him out. I knew I was in all likelihood uh, propagating beliefs that are not mine, but so fucking what? So fucking what? Beyond that, my feeling about most preachers is just don't try to pull the bull over my eyes. Worship as you choose. Live a kind and good life. Respect other people. Well, most of them. And the planet and you and I to sit down and have a Bud Light together. No, never a Bud Light. Never a fucking Bud Light. And by the way, just just how is that swill allowed to be marketed as beer? Same thing with, uh, with uh, Adolf Coors Piss Water. Another woke brand, which is about the only good thing I could say about Coors. And who knows? Maybe, maybe one day I may, may, may live up to the lofty ideals I expect others to propagate even as I shrug them off. (laughs) What can I tell you? Because I am not beyond unleashing my inner asshole on occasion, although I am a kinder, gentler asshole than the one many knew in my earlier broadcasting days and likely still despise me for having been. So, yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've matured. Only took seven plus decades, but damn it, I've matured. And uh, as an example of my <clears throat> improved demeanor, I try not to do personal put-down humor. You know, the, uh, jokes like I, I used to do all the time, jokes based mainly on how a person looks. And pal, not everyone could be as fortunate as I, meaning being good-looking to the extreme and yet still being modest enough to not have to remind you of that of that lie. Although for some people, it is downright necessary to do that. You cannot always try to emulate the Prince of Peace. Especially when being mean and nasty could be so fucking satisfying. Had a situation like that a couple of weeks ago with a friend of mine out here on the Isle of Staten. Uh, my, my friend Nikki, who uh, I don't know him that long. We go back about a decade or so now. I met him out here on the Isle. Nikki is a somewhat overweight fella and he was uh, he was arguing with a, with a friend of his in my presence 
And that Fred was getting a little nasty with Nikki, who was uh, taking him to task. I mean, maybe he had good reason. Nikki was taking him to task for drinking too much. And when he does that, apparently this particular person often starts acting like a total asshole in public. Which makes Nikki uncomfortable because he's hanging with someone he's known much longer than I that's acting like an asshole and therefore making him look suspiciously perhaps like an asshole. Well, Nikki's friend obviously was not up to having to confront his drinking problem. So he said back to Nikki, so I've got a problem? I've got a fucking problem? What about you, Nikki? Look at you. Why are you so fucking fat? And with a glint of glee in his narrowing eyes, Nikki responded as follows. Because every time I fuck your mother, she gives me a cookie. Thank you. I got to tell you, that shut that dummy up real fucking quick. Join the crowd. Join the crowd. You're in. You're in. Are you fat? Do you have a big, giant, squishy butt and or gut? Do you have to pay for two seats on the bus or airplane? Well, don't spend another day being a fat lard ass. When you spend your money on all new Upchuxalot Diet Pills. If you've tried every other fad diet or supplement that doesn't work, then you have to try new Upchuxalot Diet Pills. <laughs> Upchuxalot Diet Pills were developed by really fat scientists to replicate the principle of the Karen Carpenter diet. <laughs> Clinical studies show that people who poop and puke a lot lose weight much faster than people who don't. The second you take your first Upchuxalot Diet Pill, you'll start pooping and puking your way to a much skinnier you. Eat, drink, and sit around all you want. Then just take a little pill. No exercise, no workouts. Just make sure you're near a toilet. With Upchuxalot Diet Pills, you're guaranteed to heave a better body. Upchuxalot, also in chocolate flavor. Eleven out. America's great radio, Radio New York International. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I I need to stop occasionally and promote our our email address a little more often because the last couple of shows, the response has been so minimal that I'm really starting to hate each and every one of you that's listening to the Extravaganza for uh, not communicating a bit more. And, uh, you know, I do get around reading the emails. Sometimes, you know, it might be an hour or two after you sent it. But I invariably read them all unless I come in like the last half hour of the show and I'm really going on something and I don't want to stop myself because my rap is just that fucking great. So uh, otherwise, get your emails in early. Lightning at AOL.com. That's the address. That's the only address, the same address I've been using for what seems like three or four lifetimes now. Lightning at AOL.com. Send your email submission and uh, become a part of the show here on uh, on an AM signal, an active-minded signal, as, uh, as that dummy 
Curtis Lieber uh, used to say on the radio, and for all I know, still does, because I haven't listened to him in years, because I just really can't. Just uh, not for me. John B. Lightning at AOL.com. One more time, John B. Lightning at AOL.com. That's the only way, the best way to get in touch, because there is no other way. Yes, we do have a phone line, but I'm unlikely to open it tonight, because I have far more show than I have time. So send in your email submission, unless it sucks. We'll read it here for each and every one of you listening to the show you know on Radio New York International as your extravaganza. Yeah, Deadbeat Donald's so indicted, and yet the trial is unlikely to occur this year. Did you get to see Tucker Carlson interviewing Deadbeat Donald on Fox? They seem to get along, even though this is the same Tucker Carlson that stated he hates Trump passionately. And I got to hear him say that in the original Russian. Tonight's the night we're gonna make it happen. Tonight we'll put his other crimes aside. He shagged that gal, he didn't wear protection. A 30-second pleasure I'm so indicted, and I just can't hide it. I'm about to go to jail, and I don't like it. I'm so indicted, and I just can't hide it. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, know. I am so screwed. I'm so indicted, and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose in court. I don't That's right, we certainly do love you because you love us, because you support us by listening to the show you know as the, uh, whatchamacallit, the extravaganza here. Yeah, Donald Trump is in so much trouble, that's all, every, every podcast I go to, like the the, um, the Midas uh, Touch uh, Network, which has a, a, a lot of good programming, uh, in, in particular every afternoon, all right, I know I've said this before, if, if you think I'm a potty mouth, Starting at noon on the Midas Touch Network at YouTube, uh, check out Tony Michaels. That's all I'm going to say. I agree with him most of the time. Although I'm sure if he heard my show, he'd fucking hate me. Uh, but Tony Michaels does, uh, does really entertaining radio. He's certainly on the left side, meaning, of course, the right side politically uh, with things. And, and he and his co-host, uh, Gabe Sanchez present quality radio so if you're looking for something uh, to do with your ears between the hours of noon and two in the afternoon you can't do any better than listen to tony michaels although again much like john p lightning not for everybody and for nobody and that's certainly somebody that should be in charge that should uh, literally lord over this republic uh clarence thomas making news this week and of course again not good news this supreme court John Roberts, John Roberts Supreme Court. Simply put, the court 
and John Roberts. A fucking disgrace. John Roberts is a man I had high hopes for because we have uh, mutual friends and, uh, and I know them to be good people. And when I met him, he seemed to be a good person. I, I told the story about how he was much more interested in what I did for a living than I was interested in what he did for a living. So I'm thinking, hey, this seems to be a nice guy. Scumbag. An ineffective, do-nothing lout. Who history, I, I, I think you will remember him as likely the least effective Supreme Court Chief Justice to date. Because his court has become a despised den of inequity. And now at least it also has one blatant thief in it. And the public's approval rating for this uh, six to nine conservative, six to nine, for this three to six uh, conservative rude quarter. Is that six to three? Shut up, Johnny. Hold on a second. Sometimes I just got to slap myself, not too hard, to remind me what a fool I am. Up. This, uh, this conservatively ruled court is, of course, stuffed with stolen seats. Stolen by those repugs that I despise for way too many valid reasons. And uh, the approval rating for the Supreme Court is currently a dismal 40%. That is how little faith the majority of we the people have in this institution this institution of judges that should be institutionalized, if you know what I mean. And surveys show that most Americans identify primarily with progressive politics. You know, most, most Americans are, are pro-life, and yet the laws of the land are being overseen, are being put in place by judges handpicked by conservative think thanks to do the bidding of corporate America. This is the court of the corporations on people, my friends. Statement that, uh, that that idiot Mitt Romney made some years ago. It's a court of corporations of people corrupted judges. Judges who lied their way into their lifetime appointments. How many of them, they all stated, oh, no, oh, Roe versus Wade. That settled law. Of course, it never came out and said, "Oh no, absolutely, I, I, I certainly would vote in keeping, uh, you know, in, in keeping it around and being in favor of it." Uh, but they normally don't come out and make definitive decisions uh, when the, the selection process is in process and and they're being grilled. But every one of every one of those scumbags has said, "Oh, Roe v. Wade settled law." They said that while knowing, while knowing full well that they would unsettle that law as soon as they possibly fucking could. And that incompetent old scumbag Clarence the Clown Thomas, the judge who relatively recently was the only vote, the only Supreme Court justice to vote in favor of deadbeat Donald being allowed to not have to give up certain documents that he said were personal that were likely to, uh, well, they were likely to cause him more legal grief. Clarence Thomas, the only vote 
That useless prick, that scumbag, whose wife, Ginny, consorted with the insurrectionists on January 6th. Who was he? I, I believe he was in, she was in touch uh, by cell phone with Mark Meadows all day long, constantly calling the White House. She very openly was working to assist in the overthrowing of our democracy. And of course, she didn't discuss this with her hubby, right? You know, her hubby, who she describes as her best friend, And Clarence Thomas refers to his wife as his best friend. No. She attempted to overthrow or assist in the overthrow of our democracy. And she did so with the obvious knowledge of her husband. Nobody's going to convince me otherwise because you'd have to be a fool to believe otherwise. And that Clarence did not recuse himself when voting related to the events of 9 and 9-11, boy, look where I'm going. Now, I'll always be in my fucking mind. When he did not recuse himself regarding votes related to the events of January 9th, tells you all too much. And this tells you even more. Chief Justice John, see no evil, do no good Roberts, did nothing, did nothing to stop Essentia, this rogue bastard. And again, while most Americans support a woman's right to choose, the repugs saw to it that they would stuff the court with conservative cronies that are not at all concerned with what we the people want, but what their religious dictates command them to want. And recently, the best news of the week got me got me to post on Facebook on a Monday. We found out about how Clarence the Clown has consorted with one Harlan Crow, your basic uber-conservative Texas billionaire. Why are they always from Texas? Who lavished Clarence with perks and gifts and vacations. Ah, you can fly on my private plane anytime. What, what, what? You want to use, uh, which one of my yachts? Which one do you like better? It's yours for the rest of the month. Clarence, uh, in essence, took gifts from him totaling into the millions, millions over the course of two decades or more. And this, I do believe, would qualify as, uh, what do you call it, unreported income? Now, this is for a Supreme Court justice who, as is the case for all Supreme Court justices, cannot legally accept any perks or payments in excess of Four hundred and thirty dollars in a single year. That this ethics-free body of supreme lawgivers does nothing to censure him, to oust him, to impeach him. That tells Americans that not the election, but the gig is rigged with the Supreme Court. It's all rigged. The fix is in. And justice from the court is more tenuous and uncertain than ever. And why is this Holland Brigand? Why, why, why is he not being studied, investigated? He even purchased the home of Clarence's mom, who still lives in that home. And of course, he got it at a sweetheart of a price. This, this, this fucking oddity, Holland, also has a thing for collecting memorabilia. If you didn't hear this, you, 
Yeah, uh, another one of those. Yeah, you, you wouldn't even think about making this shit up. He has a thing for collecting memorabilia related to dead dictators and autocrats, and he displays many of them in what he calls his—I think he calls it his uh, garden of shame. What is that? Something like that, or or, or his garden of evil. It's decorated with busts and statues of some of history's most evil rulers. Now, isn't that what you would want on your property? A constant reminder of uh, of of bad people, uh, which I guess also reminds you of the really bad things they've done so that maybe you think about seeing to it that further bad people are not likely to, oh, perhaps infiltrate and infest in America because you hate them? Doesn't seem to me he hates them. For example, apparently his favorite autocrat of all time, Hitler, he owns a signed copy of Mein Kampf. And also some paintings done by Hitler, signed by Hitler, which he displays proudly, it seems, in his palatial multi-million dollar digs. And uh, I, I, I read that, that he also has lots of other uh, Nazi memorabilia on display. Hitler's teapot, some cutlery, linens, and other items owned by the worst of the worst. And uh, when he was asked about his <clears throat> unusual collection by a visiting reporter, he suddenly became rather mute. Mute, didn't have anything to say. I mean, he would speak of uh, and, uh, and about all the other historic trinkets that he had in his sizable collection, but he did not want to discuss the Hitler stuff. So one has to wonder why. Hmm? Think he, uh, think he might have been a bit afraid to own up to his being a fan of Adolf. That's what I surmise. Excuse me. Now, of course, Harlan gifts plenty of his cash to a variety of conservative causes and candidates. And yet, all we ever hear about, the only person you're ever going to hear about, Soros. Soros. But of course, that's going to be the case because Soros is a Jew. And Harlan Crow seems to love him some Jew-hating Nazis. And this guy is Clarence's close friend. That's what Clarence states. He's a close friend of mine. This mud of a man. A, a, a typical MAGA Trump-supporting rodent who has bought himself a Supreme Court judge. A judge who knows just how he has to vote to keep his grift going. His friend's grift going. And yeah, I've long despised Justice Thomas for his voting record alone. Seems Anita Hill had him properly pegged many decades ago. But it also seems we're still stuck with this boorish buffoon, this enemy of democracy, this enemy of the rule of law. And until he drops the fuck dead, that's right, I said it, until he drops the fuck dead, we're going to be stuck with him. Not, not, not that I'm wishing for that, right? Right. And... I never realized uh, b- before this, this this whole little brouhaha started up. Brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized that there is no code of ethics in place. There's no existing code of ethics in place for Supreme Court justices. Imagine that. 
all these judges that can pretty much do whatever they want because who's going to stop them? Who's going to rule against them? They've got lifetime appointments and they're responsible to no one. Not even to to that useless appendage of total ineptitude that is John fucking Roberts. The high court of this land needs to be responsible to no one. No one gets to judge the judges. <laughs> They're the law. Therefore, they can break the law, amend the law, change the law, take the law for granted. And motherfucking Clarence knows that. So with total impunity, he takes and takes because he knows he's not going to get punished. He's not going to get impeached. He's just going to continue to be able to take and take. And uh, I got to tell you, pal, I'm not sure how it can be done, but somehow this cipher has to fucking go. He, I mean, he's, this is the type of guy that would not resign even if he was found with a smoking gun in his hand and Jesus lying dead alongside him. There is no shame for this cretin. So, uh, hey, Democratic dimwits, you useless bastards, get busy. As soon as you hopefully have a voting plurality in the House and Senate, you know what you have to do? That's right. Of course, they won't, motherfuckers. Expand the court by two, three, four or more in Loveland. Expand the number of justices on the court. We need more justices. And the deadlock of brain-dead conservative cronies doing the bidding of corporate America. Citizens United ruling anyone? Can I see this show of hands? <laughs> it is so fucking shameful. And shame on Clarence Thomas. And even more shame on Chief Fuck Justice Roberts for allowing this man to continue to bludgeon, to bludgeon rule of law and disobey the law. And so blatantly that it is obvious Clarence, Clarence Thomas is telling us all, fuck off. Because after all, what can a citizen do? other than to vote the repugs out. That's all we could do at some point, folks. Vote the repugs out. That's what it comes down to. And that's that's probably the only way to truly save America at this point. Probably the only way to truly save this teetering democracy. And maybe, maybe, perhaps, within my lifetime, it'll happen. Please make it happen. But as optimistic as I like to be, I'm a realist, so it's unlikely. To hang members of Congress, you did. What was that? How, how, how do you press play and it picks up at the end of the file? I just will never understand. That could have been a segue, but instead this will be. I hate when that happens, damn it. Although I did like that jingle. One more time. Short and sweet. That's right, me. Whether you're an Iowa farmer or a Texas school teacher or a California doctor, we know you. We control you. We're Citizens United Airlines. At Citizens United, we fly hundreds of millions of dollars to thousands of destinations all across America every day. Citizens United is the airline that's all first class. 
with no riffraff. Our flagship, the Spirit of Congress, has 535 seats that we fill just the way we like. And we'll keep on flying like this because, frankly, there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And remember, people who fly Citizens United do it anonymously. Come see why money talks and bullshit walks. Citizens United Airlines, rededicated to giving you the shaft we think you deserve. Come fly the corporate-friendly skies. 11 hour and I, John this show is for mature audiences only. If you're easily offended, go fuck yourself. Let me ask you something. Are you a patriot? Did you try to save America by trying to overthrow America? Did they arrest you for just exercising your rights of freedom to hang members of Congress you didn't agree with? I am Brock Cathorn McFarrow III, and if you can find a whiter lawyer than me, I will take your case pro bono. McFarrow Law Firm is helping snowflake crackers who commit treason and now identify as patriots get organic lunches in prison after committing acts of terrorism. You're white, <laughs> and you should only get house arrest. That's right. Unless you plan a trip to Mexico, and then get your bags and enjoy. What? McFarrow Law Firm makes no guarantees you won't do 20 years for trying to hang Nancy Pelosi. No habla espanol at all. Even a little bit. So if you hit two, it's going to hang up. Warning, John P. Lightning is in the building, taking over the airwaves. RNI Radio, without a single fuck to give. Damn right, and with, and with barely a, a single email to read, I haven't even heard from Ted yet. Now I'm getting, uh, not not now I'm getting uh, a little scared. Although we have heard from Ramsey who states uh, they are earning their way to paradise. Uh, obviously, he's talking about them, their religious folks. Let's see what he wrote to us tonight. They were invited back to our door. I, I guess now maybe he's referring to the Jehovah's Witnesses. Because originally, they were, in my opinion, looked down on by the collective wisdom of 1969, like me, with long hair in Indiana. In time, they realized that I had read the Bible a number of times. They used to come in packs to straighten me out, I guess, uh, to prepare me for the rapture. <laughs> Finally, I asked a couple of young converts on a summer evening about evolution. No, they said, no, no such thing. I also asked about the ark and Jonah and the whale. They looked like they were going to blow each other as they recalled everyone on board the ark. Sham, ham, shim, him, all that shit. So, everything was killed but those aboard, right? Yes, everything they said. So then, if only those aboard survived to have offspring, where did the Chinese come from? Where did black people come from? Where did all those other races come from? Ah, must have put some sheep shooter blood over my door because after that, I never saw them again. My watchtower now is only Bob Dylan's. Great show. Thanks for the therapy. Thank you for the email. All the best from Tippy Canoe. Well, all the best from the Isle of Staten to you, Ramsey. Good to hear from you. We haven't heard from you yet, but uh, I, I don't care if I do for about the next half hour or so now because I'm going to go off ranting. And, uh, and before I, I, I go off uh, with, this, uh, with this little uh, primer on, uh, on uh, I keep wanting to say Dylan Thomas on Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, a few shows ago, all too few shows ago, I ranted on how weapons of war keep killing Americans and how I could just replay that rant again in a show or two because we live in the mass shooting capital of the world. 
But I'll deliver a brief new one now. So if my rage at weapons of war and our inability to confront the problems that enables that bothers you, be on your way. Because this problem, well, let's see, uh, where were the killings today? Uh, let's see, uh, Alabama and Tennessee, pal, it's a red state's problem. In the land of open carry and easy access to guns, especially automatic killing machines. Yeah, this morning I got up, put on uh, 1010 Winds at 92.3 FM, and uh, I awoke to the usual news, more dead people. More, more more, dead teenagers and doubtlessly more cliched bullshit coming out of the filthy mouths of Republican legislators and those fortunately few Democrats who do enable them. Yep. It's time for more. Well, we really can't talk about this issue now because now is always time to grieve because it never fucking ends. That nonsense never ends. In America, it is now always time to grieve. It's one long fucking festival of grief. It is, however, never time to stand up and do some fucking thing. Forget normalizing the bulge, although we will certainly spend way too much time discussing that momentarily. Hey, this is an infotainment show, right? We long ago normalized mass shootings because they're, they're as American as baseball, apple pie, and mental illness. Which, of course, Johnny, is the real killer. It's not guns, Lightning. Oh, really, Pally? And yeah, yeah, I noticed Sigus Among Us would find other means by which to mass murder, but their method of killing would become far more complicated, right? I mean, it's just way too fucking easy to head down to the gun mart, legally purchase weapons of war, and open fire! But I'll grant you, the mentally ill are usually those who kill particularly when aided by easy access to weapons of war, not weapons you keep around the house for legitimate self-defense purposes or to go hunting weapons of war. And the killing is further enabled by cowardly politicians who defund and underfund or do not fund at all programs to help pay for the treatment of that uniquely American brand of sickness that continues to make this nation one big killing field. And to sum up, it's those politicians that are responsible for these deaths in part. You fucking better know it. Those politicians, of course, are to a man and to a few assholes with cleavage. (laughs) Republicans, invariably Republicans that refer to themselves as good Christians. Yeah, put that word in quotes. Good Christian. Put both of those words in quotes. And you know, you know these people, the type of scumbags who pose with their family in front of their Christmas tree while holding weapons of mass destruction that destroy lives. And this does happen, particularly, it seems, in red states where gun culture is celebrated. Yay! Where where good guys with guns have been proven to be no match for bad guys, sick guys with guns. That's America, where life is cheap. But we will hear from the usual amoral bastards how it's not the guns, not the guns, Johnny. Yeah, who could not agree? After all, just check the total number of mass stabbings in the nation this year and now, fangul. 
We'll have more about this probably in another show or two when there's a, when when there are bigger and better mass killings. I, I believe in the, the one in um, in Alabama. What only four people died, and uh, and countless dozens of other people injured. Many of them probably suffering uh, injuries that are going to haunt them for the rest of their lives. It's just so atypically American, and. The very average American shrugs his or whole shoulders and does nothing, attempts to do nothing, does not go and do whatever extra it takes to get out and stomp on gun culture, to get out in the streets and rail against gun culture, to support politicians who support reasonable necessary, needed, required gun restrictions. Politicians who will have the cool yones to say, yep, we're coming for your assault weapons. Fuck you, we're coming for your assault weapons. Eh, I can dream, but then again, uh, in, in, in this version of America, dreaming, well, apparently dreaming is about the only thing I can do. face before You were the man that I saw running from the store You owed him money but you gave him something more With a gun With a gun You will be what you are just the same Did you pay the other man with the piece in your hand and leave him lying in the rain Of the clinic in the hill Until he caught you With your fingers in the tail He slapped your hand So you settled up your bill With a gun With a gun You will be what you are Just the same Did you pay the other man With the piece in your hand And leave him lying in the rain With a, oh, another one? <laughs> oh, I like this one. America's Great Station. That one should have said America's Great DJ, but I'd have to hire singers again, and uh, singers are expensive. Although I, 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 I have attempted to hire some singers, and uh, to, to, to get the really good rate, 
You have to wait. You have to wait until they've got, you know, extra time at the end of a session and they're just kind of hanging around and you can get them at a reasonable rate. Unfortunately, that means I'm probably going to have to wait until the fall to be able to hire those folks. So I'm already in the queue. So uh, we'll say, and of course, I'm already on the queue, WBC queue. And uh, yes, uh, thank you, Brother Green. Uh, I do know it was not Alzheimer's. I was having a little fun. Yeah. Bill Cooper uh, was the person who wrote uh, Behold the Stale, I mean, Behold the Pale Horse and, uh, and broadcast on WBCQ, and um, Bill, rather interesting guy. We had some phone conversations off the air that were, uh, well, I can say was they were pretty fucking interesting because it was yours truly and Mike the uh, Mike the Joke Man uh, that initially initially produced his first couple of shows. Yeah, there's, there's somebody else we enabled that uh, that turned out to be uh, something of a shortwave superstar and somebody that was murdered by this government, murdered, shot down, assassinated by this government, just in case you weren't aware of that fact. And in case you're not aware of the show you're listening to, it's the show you're listening to that is known as your little bit of everything radio extravaganza coming to you on the queue, WBCQ. Only four minutes late for the top of the hour. Yeah, that's right. This is WBCQ. Did I not state that? Did I not state that loud and proud? Because, damn it, I am proud. I'm proud to be on Planet Radio. Not sure why, but I'm proud. At 6.160 megahertz, this is WBCQ. Montessori, Maine. The United States. And I am John Lightning, also here in the United States. Considering what goes on in this country and the fact I admit it to the rest of the world, yeah, that's right, I'm pretty ballsy. Kind of like a Dylan Mulvaney. Bottom surgery, and even if you've had bottom mm-hmm. surgery, even if you've had bottom surgery, you would still like Dylan Mulvaney. All right, maybe if you haven't had bottom surgery, you wouldn't like Dylan Mulvaney. I find Dylan Mulvaney to be a rather interesting person. Uh, so interesting that I am going to do an extended segment about Mr. Mulvaney now. And notice I... and. I am not doing this, I'm not disparaging. I'm not being disparaging of Dylan Mulvaney, who hasn't had bottom surgery, hasn't even had top surgery, because he has like nothing in the way of breastage up there. And no, I'm not being disparaging by referring to Dylan Mulvaney as a he, because I still, every time I look at Dylan Mulvaney, I see an actor. I mean, that's that's how his career began, as a Broadway actor. And, and, and I think... I, I think this is trans activist labeled has been applied to him. I get the feeling that uh, that Dylan Mulvaney is the type of trans person, maybe much like Caitlyn Jenner, uh, that, that at the end of the day falls back into just being a genetic guy. I, I have the feeling that after X number of years of uh, uh, applying his trade with this grift and uh, and getting as fabulously wealthy as he can before his 15 minutes expire, uh, he's going to go back full time to probably being a guy. And well, to begin with, lots of trans people do detransition because the whole transition, I mean, for males and females alike, it's uh, it's it's real fucking work. And often, you know, and well, once you've had surgery, uh, you're done. Yeah. Uh, these genetic men who have who have had the family jewels lopped off never again, never again will they possibly be able to uh, to retransition because there's no way you could reattach. <laughs> and and if you've had the surgery to the extent where uh, where you've gotten rid of the three piece set and you've got nothing left there but an open wound. Uh, yeah, it's complex, 
and, and and it's a subject that if it did get more open public discussion, I think less people, particularly young people, would get this life-changing surgery that is not always for the better. Okay, that's it. I I I I need at the very least a jingle now. Maybe even a jingle and a spot or two. The best DJ in America. Discussion Jockey. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Push-Up Bra Inventor. Mr. Push-Up Bra Inventor. Never before has one man done so much with so little. Lifting them higher. From mosquito bites, pimples, and pancakes to melons, mountains, and major league yabos. An engineering feat so brilliant it can only be described as va 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 boom. Thanks to you, even a 90 year old grandmother can go from A to double D in a single bound. What's your number, Granny? So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, O hoister of the Hooter, because when it comes to the bust, you're the best. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Real Them of Genius. Real Them of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Uh, Mrs. Transgender Spokesperson. Nothing says football, stakes, and fear like a man in a girl's dress. Saying the tight end. What we want to know when we are all watching the big game is what is that quarterback's pronouns? We like to be inclusive. So crack open a cold Bud Light, transgender spokesperson. Because when we look at that cold can, we feel diverse as hell. Wait, are we sure we got the right sponsor? Maybe bath salts might be a better idea. Definitely the bath salts. Personally, I'd prefer a nice bush. Uh, You know, the one that covers the vagina. At least most of the time. From the Isle of Staten in New York City, 11L Radio. R&I! Fuck Bud Light. Shitsumi Breweries is introducing the first light beer brewed especially for gay men and trans men. We're introducing Bulge Light. Brewed with only the finest and gaudiest of hops and barley, Bulge has that in-your-face taste other light beers cannot equal. Yes, normalize the Bulge. Normalize the Bulge. And pop a top or a bottom and really satisfy your thirst. Bulge beer goes down easy, just like many of those who drink it. Transition from ordinary beer to the beer with something extra. Real beer taste in our case. Just pour one and look at that great head, telling you just how tasty your bulge will be. So, crack open one. Bulge, available in specially priced rainbow colored three-piece sets or uh, cartons. Don't dick around with piss cis beers. Grab a hold of a bulge. 
just go straight uh, to wherever you buy beer, that is, and ask for a bulge. We are normalizing the bulge. It's bulge beer. And of course, it only comes in a can. So be proud to be gay and have a bulge today and every day. Oops, he's got one. Bulge Light. Normalize the bulge. Bulge Light Beer, another ridiculous product of Shitsumi Breweries, Cistern Falls, Missouri. Listening to John P. Lightning on Radio New York International. Free speech. Normalizing the abnormal. Yes, tis I, the Lightning Guy, John P. Lightning, coming to you on WBCQ. This is Radio New York International programming. RNI! Yeah, we told you about, ah, we're so far ahead of the curve. He says, patting himself on the back again, but not too hard because then my sciatica acts up. Dylan Mulvaney, he's, she's, uh, I'm still not buying it. Dylan Mulvaney started out a, a Broadway actor, a fabulously gay man who suddenly decided to transition and why I still have somewhat of a problem truly considering him trans, even though he's uh, had facial feminization surgery to look more female I still believe it's all part of his grift he found his way to fame and fortune in a multi-million dollar house in the hills of Beverly so the somewhat trans maybe trans or still even becoming more trans Dylan Mulvaney he hasn't had bottom surgery or anything like that and he certainly doesn't have anything in the way of breastage. He looks looks so silly uh, parading around uh, one of the videos as uh, Dylan. And I'm sorry, I apologize. I, I just find myself continuing to refer to Dylan as he. And it's not purposeful. And I'm not doing it to be disparaging. It's just, it's just I'm still not sure about Dilly. Not sure I'm buying the transition. Anyway, where was I going? Uh-huh. Dylan on a beach traipsing around in a little two-piece. And he really doesn't need the upper piece of that two-piece because ain't nothing there. Not even the proverbial skeeter bites. Nothing, not a nothing. But Dilly's gotten his 15 minutes of fame and uh, I don't know if he'll be able to uh, top what he's done so far or bottom what he's done so far that I go with one of those jokes again, of course. Right. Actually, I would assume he is a bottom. Not that that matters, so why did I mention it? I don't know. <laughs> because it's what I do. What I do, pal. But I don't know uh, where uh, where Dylan's going to take it from here. Probably some type of talk show. He's had so much exposure now, you know he's not going away. Even though he might not be truly trans, he is now representative of the trans community. And if he is representative of the trans community, my condolences go out to everyone in the transgender community. But Johnny, who are you to make that decision? I've only made it for myself, asshole. (laughs) Not making it for anybody else. Just one schlub's opinion. And within the last week or so, now everybody, everybody knows who Dilly is. Because for some inexplicable reason, perhaps, uh, the, uh, the make, I was say, the makers of Bud Light, uh, and Anheuser-Busch. And by the way, is Anheuser-Busch real? Although if it's a fake vag and it has a bush, well, never mind. Uh, 
Dilly was hired by Anheuser-Busch uh, to promote their Bud Light brand of beer. And he did a commercial for them. They even made a, a couple of uh, Bud Light beer cans with, uh, with uh, <coughs> her visage on it. And of course, the anti-woke crowd, assholes, many of them have turned on Bud Light because they're angry. Angry, I tell you. Because trans people are being normalized. And of course, we all know trans people are some type of uh, deviants and perverts and coming for your children. No, that would only be Jeffrey Marsh. And uh, we might discuss him briefly. Indeed, there was this one doofus uh, who uh, who has uh, come up with an idea. Uh, this, this conservative asshole's grift is a conservative, all-American, definitively non-woke beer brand whose commercial ends with, I believe, the words, and stay away from our kids. Meaning just, what the fuck, you schmuck? I guess this moron's uh, problem with trans people is, uh, is that he believes that if, uh, if kids, if children are exposed to trans people, they might, oh, I don't know, maybe decide to become trans themselves because trans is now in and hip and definitely a thing. And he reminds me of the type of person that probably calls trans people things. But uh, wait a minute. Let me let me let me let me find let me find this this recording here, and I, I'll I'll play the spot for you, and then you can go look it up on the tube of you later and see it for yourself, so you can enjoy the full stupidity of it. America's been drinking beer from a company that doesn't even know which restroom to use. That's why I created Conservative Dad's Ultra Right 100% Woke Free Beer. As conservatives, we're constantly getting hit in the face, left and right, by the woke mind virus. But the last place we want it is in our beer. If you know which bathroom to use, you know what beer you should be drinking. Stop giving money to woke corporations that hate our values. And to the rest of you woke corporations, stay the f*** away from our kids. How stupid. Stay away from our kids. Buy yours online in 42 states at ultrarightbeer.com. Tastes like freedom. Tastes like shit, I'm sure. I, I, I took a close-up look at the can. 4% alcohol? I think even uh, even Bud Light has more alcohol in it than that shit. And, and by the way, the cost of it, and I'm not even sure if this includes shipping, $20. It's way too much fucking money for shitty uh, shitty beer Probably some, uh, probably something brewed by Anheuser Busch that is that is being put out as a special marketing project under this name, under this name Ultra Right Beer, or as that guy refers to it, Woke Free Beer. And by the way, I, I went to the rub site, and yes, it also it doesn't ship until sometime in mid June. At which point, most people have forgotten all about this controversy, and uh, if they order it now and they receive it, then they're going to be like. Uh, what the fuck am I doing with this? Did, did I buy this? When did I buy this? Why did I buy this? But grift has got a grift. And and branding some generic beer under the ultra-right label name, eh, you might make a couple of K. But more importantly, you won't be buying beer from beer manufacturers that hate our values. That's what he said. They hate our values. What else did he say? As conservatives, we're tired of being hit in the face. Yeah, probably with balls. Uh, when you're engaging in homoerotic activities that your wife doesn't know about. Oh, excuse me. 
This is RNI Radio New York International. Our speech is free, so we and we never shut up. I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Yeah, it's possible Dylan's face has been on a couple of cans. <laughs> what? What did I do now? Just trying to have a little fun here, that's all. After all, this is the 11L Network. I am John P. Lightning, and you are listening to Radio New York International, right? Right. On Radio New York International, we present John P. Lightning. Radio, without a single fuck to give. That's right. But it's been a pretty significant backlash against uh, Bud Light. And supposedly their sales have tailed off somewhat. But it's all a tempest in a beer bottle. Silly macho conservative assholes have turned on Bud Light and made this into an issue and have helped make Dylan, have helped make Dilly, Dylan Mulvaney, much more popular and introduced her to a whole new audience, primarily I assume made up of people that never heard of Dylan Mulvaney before this foolish conservative controversy was cooked up by classless clowns. So that's Dylan. Uh, Dylan is uh, is Miss. Normalize the bulge. We are normalizing the bulge. Women can have bulges, and that's okay. We're not gonna stare at their crotches while they're wearing their little shopping shorts at the mall. And she now is also a really good example, probably of a fleeting fame, but also of how a controversy can be ginned up out of nothing if it could be used to trash trans people and make them look foolish or silly. And, well, Dylan does a pretty good job of that as is. If I was a trans person, I would not want Dylan being considered any type of spokesperson for my community. Now, I've been aware of, uh, of Ms. Mulvaney uh, since last fall, when, uh, well, when it became obvious that Dilly would his her kind of transition from Dylan, the fabulously gay guy, to Dylan, the gal, began to attract a lot of hits on TikTok because that's primarily where Dylan has uh, has resided. Most of her videos are only available on TikTok, uh, which was and I believe still is Dylan's primary platform for the antics he, she engages in. And as I mentioned briefly earlier, Dylan was a relatively unknown Broadway actor, kind of a run-of-the-mill gay man, now grist for the media mill, because Dylan found his grift, and it was becoming a she. So this person who most of us would, would be as known to them as I am to most people, sadly for most people, and for me, uh, decided to transition and came out as trans. Now, whether or not Dylan came out as trans because he, she is really trans or because Dylan realized this was uh, this would be the road to big cash and lots of prizes, I'm not sure. But of course, Dilly ratcheted up some serious attention by beginning a series of daily videos a little over a year ago called Days of Girlhood, most of which started with, uh, with Dylan saying, it's day 223 of being a girl and Dylan acting in a manner that most girls 
Certainly, genetic girls do not. His whole presentation is uh, an over-the-top parody of girlhood. Notice it was not referred to by Dylan as womanhood. And Dylan is, a, I believe, a 26-year-old trans person. Although now that she is well past 365 days of being a girl, Dylan has now, probably because there's been controversy over, over him referring to girlhood and the fact that, uh, that Dylan does attract a, a rather young audience, uh, including many uh, teens and preteens, Dylan has now changed the catchphrase uh, to X number of days of being a woman. And again, that may have been a change forced by the media attention uh, by pundits. And of course, the type of pundits that are ragging on Dylan are, you know, the usual right-wing assholes, such as Ben Shapiro and the ever-execrable Matt Walsh, the uh, the Daily Wire duo of doofuses who fear trans people and, of course, consider them to be little more than groomers. They're always groomers in the eyes of these people. And indeed, Dylan's videos have, have proven to have a considerable fan base with teens and preteens. And, of course, this makes it a lot easier for... Uh, those two Daily Wire schmucks and similar schmucks to be disparaging. And again, if you have not taken notice of my Facebook postings for today's extravaganza, please give it a look. Because uh, uh, the the posting there, uh, the JPEG I posted, it seems Ben Shapiro and uh, and Dylan Mulvaney were truly separated at birth. Yes. Hey, if Shapiro's career ever tanks, as one would hope it would and should, he could have a future in the trans community. <laughs> but uh, Ben Shapiro is a conservative Orthodox Jew. Not that you would know it, because he wears his yarmulke so far back on his head, you cannot tell he's wearing one, because its black color matches his black hair. So, you know... Him becoming trans is as unlikely as Dylan giving up the grift that she's used to go from not at all wealthy to becoming a multimillionaire. Indeed, she recently purchased a house in a in a rather wealthy section of, of course, California for an estimated three million bucks. So those endorsement deals have been rolling in for Dylan and uh, good for her. She's doing quite well. And I mean that. Good on Dylan. Good on Dylan for creating a profit center. And it was a profit center formerly unique to her. But now um, I'm noticing on TikTok, yeah, I'm checking, uh, there, there are a few dollar store Dylans now also on TikTok and YouTube. Yeah, this grift is being copied by Dilly wannabes. And why not? Why the fuck not? So again, whenever I play the... Normalize the bulge. Whenever you hear that sound bite... That's Dylan, a soundbite we first began using here in early January. <clears throat> but of course, you're somehow prescient prognosticator, a playful piffle. I knew, that's right, I saw it coming, that's right. No Stradamus here knew that Dylan was going to be a thing. Although, once again, some people refer to her as a thing. Not exactly nice, I agree, but always those who fear or the kind of assholes that get triggered by trans people, especially ones as overtly ostentatious as Dilly, they're likely to react badly if only because they're expected to, they need to, and that's how they further their grift. And they usually claim that such personalities are nothing more than, that's right, groomers. That sucks.
But it seems these days, all you need, all you need to be considered a groomer is to have your act enjoyed by teens and or preteens, and you're going to be labeled as such. And if you watch some of Dylan's early videos, and just watch a few, because the act gets tiring and boring really quickly for most, yours truly included, uh, you will understand the attraction. And some of them he's walking or, or traipsing about in little girl's clothing and, and acting like he's six. Excuse me, like she's six. And again, it's very over the top. And likely it's being enjoyed by many preteens. And besides, Dylan makes girlhood look like fun. <laughs> and I don't doubt that some male kidlings are going to find Dylan's antics so enjoyable that they might want to emulate Dylan. And therefore, of course, Dylan is a groomer. At least to those who fear that their kids may decide to do so. And many well-known and some I never heard of this asshole before two days ago, uh, folks, are trashing Bud Light with videos. There was this one guy that apparently went out and bought cases of Bud Light just so that he could run them over with his monster truck. (laughs) And the most notable and well-known of this version of blatant public stupidity is Kid Rock, who shot up a couple of six packs a Bud Light, although for a gun kind of guy, he pretty much missed a couple of those six packs and at relatively close range to uh, to show his disgust. Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. Fuck Bud Light and fuck Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day. Was somebody backing up his pickup truck? What, what was it with that beep beeping in the background? Sounded like he was here in Grasmere. No, if he was here in Grasmere, or you'd hear a fucking sirens. Anyway, that was the kid. And sadly, he wasn't kidding. From the Isle of Staten in New York City. 11 L Radio. Get the fuck out! And uh, Kid Rock and other celebs that have endorsed the brand or who formerly drank the brand, have moved on to other brands. I believe Kid Rock initially uh, said, Coors, baby, I'm going with Coors. And the makers of Coors have been supporters of the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ community and the trans community for decades, for decades. I believe since, uh, since the late 70s. And there are or have been rainbow-colored cans of Coors issued in the past. And most all the major label brands of beer have acknowledged the gay and trans community because, hey, they want to sell beer to everybody, of course. I mean, you want to sell your product to everybody, so you have to be inclusive. And uh, somebody went to a a bar that uh, that Kid Rock has partial ownership in, and mm -hmm, they're selling all those brands, including Bud Light. (laughs) These hypocritical phony cocksuckers. I mean, really, really. Well, I shouldn't call them cocksuckers because they'd never do that or admit to doing that, even if they really want to. But the uproar, the backlash against Bud Light, I believe to be nothing more, little more than, well, Dylan and Bud Light gave trans haters an opening so that they could very publicly and sometimes very viciously display their hate for trans people. 
and uh, of course attempt to spread it around and make more people hate trans people and think of them as groomers such as Kid Rock has done. And I, I know very little about him. I've heard his music, not for me, and as far as I'm concerned, he's a total fuck em. As most all these people are. They fell for it. They got snookered. They got rooked in. They got set up to show themselves off as assholes, and hey! Did I do okay? Thank you. Thank you for showing us who exactly you are. And of course, the ever-effervescent oddity that is Dilly, uh, well, he, he, she... He surely did bring name recognition to a number of brands, including Tampax. Remember that? That's right. Dilly has also been a representative for Tampax. For a product, Dylan certainly cannot give a first-hand or first-vag testimonial to. And then, of course, Alzheimer's Bush decided to team up with Dylan. And if a shitload of free publicity... Is what they were seeking. Well, game, set, and match, Anheuser Bush. <laughs> and again, you can see the videos online. Dylan did a typically Dylan esque commercial for Bud Light, and it met with a mixed response. And again, I, I would surmise that prior to selecting Dylan to do these ads, Bud Light did some, uh, did some research checked with their marketing people, and they were probably told, you know, you're, you're, you're probably, uh, you're, your brand will be much more attractive to Gen Zers who are more open to trans people because the trans market itself can't be that big. I mean, if you accept the figures I've, I've, I've read in that, you can probably find on Google uh, that state that pretty much uh, 1.5% at the most, 2% of the population of this country identifies as trans and they're not exactly going after a major market share of people here. But within that demo of Gen Zers, I guess they assume that they're going to attract more Gen Z drinkers than they currently have elderly, I would assume mostly white conservative drinkers, who much like with oldies radio, they're going to be aging out within the next decade or two. That demo is going to fade, and maybe Bud decided they might as well capture Gen Z as right now. Right. Build brand loyalty with them right, right now, because otherwise, it seemingly has hurt their market share, at least currently, and, uh, and the, uh, the stock price for Anheuser-Busch has, uh, has dipped. But uh, I think it's going to rebound relatively quickly, because these types of controversies generally have a relatively short shelf life. And that might be uh, that might also be true of, of Dylan because Dylan got her first hit of big time fame uh, when because of her TikTok antics she got invited to the White House even met the president that's when that's when Mad Avenue discovered Dilly. And last year at some type of trans activist function, uh, which apparently is uh, again that's what Dylan is considered to be now a, a trans activist. That publicity gave Dylan significant visibility, leading to your basic lucrative corporate sponsorships. And again, obviously, we're not talking B-list sponsors. Nike, Tampax. Yes, Dylan, again, Dylan, who appears to my jaundice eyes, a caricature of a girl. That's how she, she represents herself, a real caricature of a girl. Indeed, if your average genetic girl presented publicly like Dylan... They direct that woman to the loony bin. <laughs> I mean, certainly no man, well, 
most men, I would think, would not find Dilly's act all that enjoyable. Save for, you know, fabulously gay men. And if Dilly is a latent lesbian, I, I'd guess this woman would also be set to the off position by Dylan's off-putting persona. My guess. Because here's a genetic man, spokesperson for tampons. I just, sorry, a product no trans gal is ever going to need. Certainly not one who has not had uh, bottom surgery. And even if you've had bottom surgery, all right? And, and yet Tampax employed Dilly to show for a product only genetic gals would need. But the publicity concomitant with, with, with this, I assume it's increased their sales. Or, or maybe they were not able to find a genetic gal with any significant level of fame that wants to sell tampons. I can understand the reasoning behind that. But Bud Light went with Dilly, and that's likely a, 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 a brew Dylan does not drink, if Dylan drinks beer at all, except in that commercial, uh, that online-only commercial. So again, I'm guessing uh, Anheuser-Busch did marketing research, and the marketing research uh, ascertained that uh, she would either ramp up sales or generate loads of publicity, good or bad. Because you know that old saying, there's no such thing as bad publicity? It's usually true, but maybe not in this case. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) So buy a case of ultra-right beer. Yeah, ultra-right. And prove to the rest of us just what an asshole you would have to be to spend $20 for a case of 4% alcohol beer. Well, there you have it. That's it. Now you're all up to date on, on Dylan. How much time did we spend on this? <laughs> well, Dylan is a, uh, is a cultural commodity now, and she's hot currently, so... I'm a happy camper now. I provided you with all you need to know about Dylan Mulvaney. And hopefully in the future you won't need to know much more because I'm already bored of her. But I do love the... Normalize the bulge. We are normalizing the bulge. Which is really kind of silly. And how that developed, yes, one more thing, was Dylan was wearing a tight little one-piece bodysuit of some kind. And... Her male bulge was uh, was visible. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, she'd yet to learn how to tuck or buy a gaff to help, uh, you know, to help uh, keep the equipment in place. And that's why, I, and that's when she went off and started singing Normalize the Bulge. And as you've heard me say on many shows so far this year, no, 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 don't normalize the bulge. Hide the bulge. If you're going to be a trans person, and particularly if you want to pass in public, hide the fucking bulge. And uh, <clears throat> having had some experience in that area, you want to do that. And it's not that hard to do. Because even with my uh, <clears throat> sizable equipment, I managed. And with minimal pain. Okay, I know. Now here they go. Stop, stop, Johnny. All right, you're right, I will, because it's time to move on to I don't know what. Oi, what's got his knickers in a twist? But I do believe at this point it's uh, time to uh, give any further discussion of Dylan the shaft. I don't mean that way. Jeez. Filthy minds on some of you fuckers. That's a joke, son. 
Are you tired of woke beer that blurs gender lines? Want to drink the beer that you were assigned at birth? Then reach for Shaft Beer, the only brew that comes in a can shaped like a penis, so you know just who it's for. Pop one open and put it in your mouth. Shaft harkens back to a golden time when men knew how to do man stuff, like grab-assing in the shower. So tug on a Shaft today. And if you want less beer, try Shaft Light. It's the same beer, but in a can the size of Kid Rock's penis. Shaft Beer! A can the size of Kid Rock's penis. Guess you're going to have to break out an electron microscope to pop a top on that thing. Station. Fuck Bud Light and fuck Anheuser Busch. Have a terrific day. John Lightning is on. Fun Radio. Look out, look out, Crapco is back. It's the amazing Crapco Miracle Fluid from Crapco. Yes, scientists at Crapco Laboratories have created this remarkable combination of hydrogen and oxygen that can do just about anything. How much would you pay for a fluid that can turn fresh vegetables into a delicious boiled treat? $5.99? $10.99? Wait, there's more. What about a fluid that can be stored in your freezer and taken out at parties in handy cube form to transform dull, lukewarm beverages into refreshing ice-cold treats? Now how much would you pay? $19.99? $99.99? Wait, don't answer, because the amazing Crapco Miracle Fluid can also wash your car, wash your face, it can even wash your dog. This kind of product just doesn't fall from the sky, you know. And it's not available in any store under this name. It's the amazing Crapco Miracle Fluid, available today in the handy 50-gallon drum for the low, 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 low price of $29.99.95.99. Remember, at Crapco, we always say, if you buy this, you'll buy anything. I don't believe this brand of beer is woke. Fuck that shit! Pabst Blue Ribbon! There's no place that I'd rather be than right here. With my red necks, white socks, and blue ribbon beer. Ah, the great Johnny Russell. It's your extravaganza. Radio New York International. Hello, Americans. It's that time of year again. You received your tax forms in the mail, and now it's time to settle up with the IRS. <laughs> when it comes to tax preparation, well... Listen to this. Honey, we got our tax forms. Are you going to try to do it yourself again this year? I don't know. It's such a pain in the butt. Taxes can be a pain in the butt. That's why you should let the specialists at Tax Preparation H Incorporated do your taxes for you. Tax Preparation H Incorporated relieves the pain often associated with filing your taxes. And Tax Preparation H Incorporated can reduce those piles of paperwork to one small form that you simply have to sign and file. Did you go to Tax Preparation H Incorporated? I sure did. Do we owe much? Yep. 
Oh, we really got reamed. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it doesn't hurt as much thanks to Tax Preparation Agent Incorporated. Tax Preparation Agent Incorporated. We're just itching to oh. do your return. Tax Preparation Agent Incorporated. Hey, and if you want, we'll even tell Uncle Sam to shove it up his. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! It's 11L RNI with John Well, as April 15th was yesterday, you've got until tomorrow to clear up with the IRS. I got my income tax this morning. Yeah, and it got to be paid. I got my income tax up this morning. Yeah, this got to be paid. It's a shame, it's a shame. Notice tag my boss is made. Tax on my electric, tax on my gas. Swooping pain, tax falls on my. Yes, 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 I got me income tax this morning. Yes, it got to be paid. It's a shame, it's a shame. Notice tag my boss is made. I ran to buy a pack of cigarettes, taxes up three cents. Walked out in the backyard, that put a dog on tax on my fence. I got my income tax this morning. Yes, it's got to be paid. It's a shame, it's a shame. Notice tax my boss has made. Tax on my lectures, tax on my gas. Sweet pain, tax ball on my. Yes, 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 I got my income tax this morning. Yes, it got to be paid. Well, it hurt me, yes, it do. Lord, if you give a tax, my boss is made. I'm going to tax the life for you. Yeah. Cake of soap, tax up three cents. I walked out in the backyard, they had put a dog on, tax on my fence. I got my income tax in this morning. Yes, it's got to be paid. It's a shame, it's a shame. No, if we get a tax, my boss is made. Tax on my electricity, tax on my washing machine. Don't be no tax left, boy, on a ten dollar bill. I got my income tax in this morning. Yes, it got to be paid. It's a shame, it's a shame. Don't forget to tag my bosses, man. At johnlightning.com and live courtesy of the planet. And live courtesy of the planet. Another technical screw-up. Yes, from your home of technical screw-ups. More screw-ups, more often. Da-da-da-da-da-da. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's see if we can try that again, and maybe we'll get lucky. On Radio New York International, we present John P. Lightning. Radio, without a single fuck to give. That's right. 
Here's an important tax reminder from the federal government. Tax time is here again. And this year, more than ever, the United States of America needs your tax dollars to keep our country moving with important infrastructure maintenance. For instance, your tax money pays for the necessities, like maintaining bonuses for the very same money-hungry, morally bankrupt folks who brought on the financial calamity you're dealing with right now. Paying your taxes on time means that although you might not have a job now, those in the banking industry who didn't care about you before will continue to have jobs they don't deserve and can continue not to loan money to those who need it so they can continue to do God knows what with the billions you've already given them. Uncle Sam reminds you it's your patriotic duty to pay and pay on time so that the banking industry can have the money to continue to hire lobbyists who will stonewall regulations that might actually stop these money-hungry monsters and end your pain. Remember, taxes are everybody's responsibility. And since the banks cannot be responsible, you have to be. This is RNI Radio New York International. Where speech is free, so are we, and we never shut up. It's John Lightning coming from my shortwave radio. You know, I'm seriously considering going back to carts. It's like now I'm afraid to uh, I'm afraid to hit this button here to hit the funny button and, and see what happens. But fuck it, I'll do they it. They go after good, hardworking people. Oh, okay, yeah. That's see, that's what I was looking for. All right, wait a minute now. Let's 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 see if this works. One, two, three. I can never be sure. I can never be sure. All right, all right. We'll give it a go. Hey, you know it's live radio. When there are this many fuck ups in the in the course of the show. At johnlightning.com and live, courtesy of the planet, it, it, it's your, it, it, it's your extravaganza. They go after good, hardworking people for not paying taxes on a company car. Company car. You didn't pay tax on the car. Do you have to, but does anybody know the answer to that stuff? Okay. Hey, I'm George Zipper, here to tell you about my new online income tax service. It's called Zipper Z-Tax, and you're guaranteed a tax refund, even if you don't work. Hey, don't do your own taxes. You're sure to get screwed by the IRS. They'll be crawling on you like ants at a picnic. With George Zipper Z-Tax, there ain't no forms to fill out, no receipts, papers, and W-2s to collect. We take care of all that shit for you. You just give us your social security number and two credit cards. We do the rest. Your income, low. Your deductions, high. See, that's how you get a refund, guaranteed. So don't wait weeks, days, or hours to have your taxes prepared by some other mook. With Zipper Z-Tax, your taxes are done in five minutes or less, guaranteed. And every one of our pre-filled out tax forms are double-checked by our head accountant, Vito Don Numbers. Hey, so don't get fucked by the IRS and some other tax preparer service. Get a guaranteed tax refund with Zipper Z-Tax. Just look for my website at www.ztax.mob.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net
Uh, see, that worked. Hey, you never know if it's going to work or not. Uh, and that, that's what she said to me one evening. But I proved otherwise. And I approve of the show you are listening to, the show you know as your your little bit of everything radio extravaganza. I am John P. Lightning. Let's see. Uh, that, that that email is, I, I don't think so. I uh, got, got one here from uh, brother, uh, brother Bob who writes, Enjoy listening to your show. I agree with your critique of right-wing politics, Citizens United and Misnomer Corporations United. Exactly, precisely correct, Pally. That is true. One of uh, one of John Roberts' uh, major fuck-ups. Uh, one of a series. Indeed, we can do a series. We can probably put a series on the on the air this this fall on NBC, and it will easily run uh, twenty-four episodes. Mm, let's see. Uh, Fox News: Rupert Murdoch and the damage done to America. That sounds like it could be a song title. Sensationalized right-wing biased opinions, fake news. Yeah, that's what you mostly get on uh, most so-called uh, kind of on occasion news stations. Uh, he writes, or, or excuse me, he's uh, quoting from Wikipedia the following: The fairness doctrine had two basic elements. Yeah, remember that? Uh, actually, you probably have to be relatively old now to remember the Fairness Doctrine. Nonetheless, it required broadcasters to devote some of their airtime to discussing controversial matters of public interest. And uh, who made that decision? Uh, of course, the programmers. And to air contrasting views regarding those matters and regarding those matters. Stations were given wide latitude as to how to provide contrasting views. It could be done through news, segments, public affairs shows, or editorials. The doctrine did not require equal time for opposing views, but required that contrasting viewpoints be presented, which was kind of important, or why the fuck would you have had it? No, that wasn't part of the Wikipedia text. The demise of this FCC rule has been cited as a contributing factor in the rising level of party polarization in the United States. And I believe, although I, I might remember incorrectly, because uh, memory for me, mm, it's come and go, it depends on the day of the week, and whether or not I've done any controlled substances recently. Uh, I, I think that happened under Bill Clinton. But then again, I could be wrong. And if you or anybody else out there knows, just drop me a quick line and straight me the fuck out because I don't have time to do my own research. Not right now. Bring back the FCC Fairness Doctrine. And uh, Bob also finishes by saying, Fox should lose its broadcasting license. Yeah, what it should lose. And of course, most of us would be downright uh, happy, proud and honored and uh, giddy with glee if they did lose their license. But... Nah, that's never going to happen, pal. I can I can pretty well guarantee you that's never going to happen. Let's see, Brad checks in to say, what I find funny is people are buying it, uh, I, I, I guess, but light, just to destroying it, unknowingly profiting the very company they're protesting. That is true. I've seen uh, numerous videos on the tube of you in recent days of, like I said, people running over uh, cartons of this beer and otherwise uh, treating it badly, being unkind to it. Uh, one other guy I saw who was a lifelong fan, major fan of Jack Daniels, when he found out that Jack uh, was uh, w- was also a woke brand, uh, well, 
he he's no longer jacking it to Jack Daniels. He took all his Jack Daniels brews. Uh, well, I shouldn't say brew in that case. Uh, yeah, he took all his Jack Daniels products, some of which were rather expensive, and all his Jack Daniels memorabilia that apparently he'd been collecting for decades and destroyed it all very publicly, brought it out back, set it on fire, and had somebody recording the whole thing. And all I can think is, Why? How foolish of you. Who have you impressed? And I hope that made you feel really, really good about yourself because instead of destroying all that stuff, you probably could have sold it on eBay and made a significant profit. But there's never been a doubt that the average intellect of the very average American is very fucking minimal. Speaking of minimal, that's uh, that's looking more and more like the amount of time we have to get to a lot of things tonight on Planet Radio WBCQ. And if we have yet to hear from you, once again, our emailing address is Lightning at AOL.com. One more time, it's Lightning at AOL.com. And let's see, it's actually a little early for the top of the hour, but fuck it, get it out of the way. Might as well get it the fuck out of the way. The top of the hour is here. You're tuned to 11LRNI. Radio New York International. And still not a single email from Ted. When that happens, I worry that either he's having computer problems or he's gone and fucking died on me. In essence, He's gone and fucking died on me. Well, what is playing now? This is very unusual tonight, folks. This is very unusual. I can't. Let's see. Now, I could. Uh, now, here's an old air check that cued itself out of nowhere. Maybe if I minimize this one and only have one open at a time, it'll play now. It'll play now. Two, three, four. Uh, in essence, see, defending. in essence, I can't make anything work tonight. This is unbelievable. How does that happen? <sighs> Good thing I bought a new computer, but of course that means I'll actually have to put it in service. And whenever I buy new equipment for the facility, I find that it takes me weeks, if not months, to work out all the bugs and get all the right software loaded up on it and get it working properly. So, yeah, I'm going to continue to use this computer until it just fucking dies. From the Isle of Staten in New York City, 11L Radio. R&I with John Lightning. When you see these gangs of hundreds of young, usually young people, Go and attack an apartment store, a department store in San Francisco and Los Angeles and Chicago. And they run in by the hundreds and they're running out carrying refrigerators and carrying air conditioners and big stuff, big little everything. Fur coats, non-fur coats, everything huh? they're carrying. They empty what? out the stores. The man is sick. And some of you all want to put him back in office. Now, I'll grant you what he was talking about is a problem. And it's the type of problem conservatives love to jump on. Well, they love to discuss them. And frankly, they don't need discussion. They need a solution, which is some actual law enforcement, which would include when these <coughs> kids are rounded up, pressing charges, not immediately releasing them on their own recognizance, putting them through the system for a day or three and then putting them on trial and convicting them and seeing to it that they serve a little time. But America has moved in a different direction. 
And this so-called libtard is sick of that direction. But I'm also sick of the bullshit, typical Trump bullshit. <laughs> typical Trump bullshit. They're walking out with refrigerators. <laughs> Must be some of those little mini fridges. How the fuck do you walk out with a refrigerator or an air conditioner? Are they, are they crashing their trucks, their SUVs, right into the stores and loading up and then going out with them? Along with the fur coats and non-fur coats? Crazy person! John, it is what it is. That was, I believe, uh, that was last night at an NRA convention, of course, where their job is normalizing weapons of war. And as we discussed on a recent program, we have to do away with weapons of war. And I did watch a video the other day by a proponent of AR-15s for protection against home invasions. And the way this gun aficionado explained it, I wouldn't call him a gun nut because he was apparently too well informed and seemed downright stable, properly employed by somebody properly trained. An AR-15 can pretty quickly stop a home invasion when used as directed. And directed at the invaders, of course. But how often in the case of any given year is that going to be the case in this country? How often is anybody going to need an AR-15 to stop a home invasion? Indeed, how many homes are invaded by multiple people that that would be required? It's that kind of paranoia and belief that such situations are going to occur frequently enough that we need to keep weapons of war legal to stop home invasions that is at the root of the NRA sickness, this disease, this madness, which, of course, Deadbeat Donald helps propel even further when we should be worried about real sickies, such as Jeffrey Marsh, who I, who I mentioned earlier, somebody who was consorted in, a, in one or three videos with Dylan Mulvaney. This guy is another TikTok influencer, and apparently he influences children. If there is a so-called trans activist on TikTok that goes beyond creepy, not only with his outreaches to children and young teens, but his entire look, someone else I would advise, write it down. Try and find a, uh, a Jeffrey March video. I'm sure there are a handful at the very least on the tube of you, if not on TikTok, where he scrubbed some of his more obviously these are intended for children videos. This guy very aptly, very definitively fits the descriptive groomer. He's put out videos encouraging kids to, uh, to turn off, I forget the term he, he uses, to walk away from, to essentially ignore their parents if their parents are not reacting to or supportive of their desire to uh, transition or otherwise be who they are when who they are is outside of the norm. And more often than not, it's a good thing that parents are accepting of or willing to confront such situations with their children and give them help and assistance and guidance. And yes, there are going to be asshole parents that are just going to dismiss kidlings who feel that way. But Jeffrey Marsh, his game is psst, ignore your parents, shut them out, and contact me. I'll help you because I love you. And this is a 45-year-old man who in his videos can often be seen wearing women's clothes and makeup while sporting a week's worth of beard. 
This one, definitely not normal, definitely scary, and definitely someone law enforcement should be keeping a watch over. And he's claimed recently, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to lure in kids. My videos are not for kids. Well, here's some of his opening statements to videos that he has uh, <coughs> scrubbed from the internet. Hey, kids. Hi, kids. I want to talk to the kids. Hey, kids. <laughs> Hi, kids. Hey, kids. Hi. It's good for children to see LGBTQ lives. Your parents screwed up. If you need a family, you can come hang out with me. Nothing creepy about this guy, right? This Marsh character, this is the type of guy I can imagine one day the FBI coming to his home, staging an FBI invasion, and finding in his home the rotting corpses of missing children. Yeah, he's at that level of creepy. Talk about warning stranger danger. Oh, yeah. Warning. Oh, yeah, there are real groomers out there. And not all of them Republican. No, of course, I'm only being serious. Of course, most of the grooming they do involves Christianity or their invariably warped take on Christianity. They're anything but Christian take on Christianity. Such as this Mike Moon character, Ufa. I've got to tell you about this one. Insightful political analysis from Johnny Lightning. From the Isle of Staten on RNI. Having just spoken of Jeffrey Marsh, it's only appropriate that I next speak of Senator Mike Moon, a <clears throat> Republican who represents the 29th Senatorial District in the Missouri Senate. And he's one of them gods and guns, good Christians, who lives with his family on a farm, raises cattle, teaches Sunday school, and who also appears to be rather creepy. Earlier this week, Senator Moon suggested that children as young as 12 should be able to get married. He was being questioned by Missouri State Representative Peter Meredith out of St. Louis, by the way, a Democrat, who initially started questioning him because Senator Moon has been pushing legislation that would ban gender-affirming care for minors. And here's the key part of that exchange. I've heard you talk about parents' rights to raise their kids how they want. In fact, I just double-checked, you voted no on making it illegal for kids to be married to adults at the age of 12 if their parents consented to it. You said, actually, that should be the law because it's the parents' right and the kids' right to decide what's best for them, to be raped by an adult, okay? Do you know any kids who have been With married marriage. at age 12? That was any, the law. You, know you voted kids? not to change it. Do you know any kids who have been married at age 12? I, I, I don't need to. I do. Uh, and guess what? They're still married. Yet another troglodyte Republican. He's spoken out about a bill that would ban all gender transition procedures, at least for those under 18. Of course, Senator Moonbat has attempted to frame his legislation as uh, only something necessary. We have to protect kids. We have to protect the kids. And yet, he does not see the hypocrisy of, a, of allowing children as young as 12 who have been raped 
to be able to legally marry their rapist. Now, a few years ago, Missouri passed a law which set the minimum marriage age in the state at 16, assuming, of course, uh, that the approval of at least one parent or guardian is granted. And uh, that law came after reports about Missouri having the nation's most lenient marriage law for 15-year-olds because it previously allowed children even younger to marry with a judge's approval. But he's all about protecting the children. In Missouri, House Republicans are taking their culture wars to a chilling extreme. They voted Tuesday to strip all state funding from public libraries, purely out of spite. And, of course, one of the votes in favor, uh uh-huh, might go over the fucking moon. In southwest Missouri, we do things our way. We work hard to earn our living. We believe in America and cherish our freedom. We worship God and do our best to put into practice Jesus' example in our daily lives. My name is Mike Moon. My family has called Southwest Missouri home for 43 years. In Ash Grove, I raise cattle and teach Sunday school. Jefferson City, I've been voted the number one constitutional conservative. I despise the corruption of Washington, D.C. But if we don't defend our way of life, defend our Christian values and conservative principles, the radical left will destroy them. We've already seen what Joe Biden Nancy Pelosi and AOC are willing to do to tear down America, open our borders and close schools, rioting and violence in the street. But who does the media target? Americans who refuse to bow down at the altar of the CDC. Southwest Missouri deserves a proven conservative with guts and grit and record to show for it. Someone who will go to Washington, D.C. to represent us, not the lobbyists, not the party bosses. And that's why I'm running for Congress. President Trump got a lot done to drain the swamp and his legacy must be fought for. That means fighting for life and finally defunding Planned Parenthood so they can never kill again. Shooting down critical race theory and liberal indoctrination of our kids. Ensuring the security of our elections. Advancing Trump's America First agenda. Punishing the Chinese communists and Fauci for their lies about COVID. And putting an end to reckless, out of control spending. I love Southwest Missouri, and I would never trade a day on the ranch for a cocktail hour in D.C. But to keep Washington liberals from destroying all of this, we need to fight back with all we've got. And I hope you'll join me. No thank you, fucko. In the state of Missouri, 17-year-olds can consent to sex with anyone 14 years or older. So effectively, 14-year-olds can consent to have sex. And this guy knows and apparently approves of 12-year-olds being married. And of course, just because they're married at 12, I'm sure they're not having sex. Right. And this guy is promoting Christian conservative values. It's the rare show I make it through where I do not mention or excoriate Republicans for the built-in hypocrisy that these motherfuckers spoo. They invariably claim to love the children. They want to protect the children. But they won't prevent them from being raped. And generally by someone significantly older. Mike Moon. Another pro-life person. He's proudly pro-life. Sure, he wants to see more kids born that can be raped at the age of 12. And no, that's not unfair of me. If you think otherwise, you're fucking stupid. Or maybe you just desire 12-year-olds. 
in this nation that has long sexualized children. Also made blatantly obvious, uh, what, decades ago with, uh, with that reality show featuring the, uh, the runway children. I forget the name of it now. Uh, the one that spawned uh, Honey Boo Boo, who wasn't anywhere near as cute as some of those kids. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we sex up the kids in this country. And then when children are molested, some pretend to be shocked, outraged. I think that's disgusting. Well, we've got to put away these people for good. Yeah, except for your brother. Remember that affair he had with that 14-year-old? Yeah, if he didn't take her out of state for an abortion. Not that he had to at the time, but, you know, word about that might have gotten back to people in the community. Good God-fearing, Jesus-loving people in the community. Who, if that information had gotten back to them, would have been outraged about the abortion, not the rape. Mike Moon. If I was if I was in front of a camera now, I would moon him. Well, no, actually, I wouldn't because then you'd get to see my smoothly shaven, skinny white ass, and I don't think there's anybody that wants to see that now. Maybe 20 or so years ago when it was somewhat more shapely, but not now. But Mike Moon, and I do mean but, in essence, defended, defended marriage to a 12-year-old because those marriages tend to last. Yeah, I guess when you get married at 12 and you know nothing else, I guess when you're pregnant and you're still a child and you're having a child at the age of 12 or 13 and you know nothing else, I guess when you've been raised that poorly, you tend to stay with what you know, probably because of what you don't know. I despise and load and detest hypocrites like this. Mealy-mouthed motherfuckers. The type of people that want to, by law, be able to post the Ten Commandments in public schoolrooms and simultaneously want to defund, defund public libraries because, well, you know, once a kid walks into one of them there, public libraries, probably staffed by liberals, they might read about and learn shit about things we see to it that they know nothing about. Yeah, keep them young and dumb. Indoctrinate them thoroughly into a religion whose values are quite often not practiced at all, at all, by those who want to instill those values, except for the following exceptions. Yeah, 12-year-olds, when they're married at 12, they stay married. After all, at the age of 12, how else do you financially survive? At least once you're married, hopefully the person that raped you will be paying for your care and feeding, not to mention that of the bastard child. And it's likely the state will provide financial assistance for the child. So if you're 12 years old and you had a kid, unless you put that kid up for adoption, how do you and the child get by? Might as well stay married. The lack of logic, no less decency, on the part of people such as Mr. Moon another Trump Todd, going after the usual convenient targets, Biden, Pelosi, AOC, people who, morally compared to you, (laughs) are bastions of moral integrity, somewhat at times, here and there. But you, sir, you, one of the good guys in your community who's probably eyeing up your neighbor's 12-year-old with lascivious intentions, no, you don't fool me, fucko. You don't fool me. He's a farmer. Well, good. 
Send him to the cornfield next time he comes up for election, Missourians. Send this scumbag packing before his words encourage more pregnant 12-year-olds. Here's a congressman in Missouri where, again, the age of consent is 17, essentially saying, but not in so many words, being married to a 12-year-old? Cool. I don't think you'd ever hear any Democrat say something that stupid, that lacking in, in a moral centering. But I'm sure he hates himself some pedophiles. These fucking people, really. I just, I, sometimes... Shit, Negro! And if you play that recording for the average Missouri Mike Moon voter, I'm sure they'll find some way to say it's okay. Well, he does make a good point there. I mean, if she stays married, that's better than being an unwed mother or a child being born into a one-parent household. They'll make it good. They'll make it all right. They'll make it, they'll, they'll normalize it. And then show up at church on Sunday, praising the Lord and or Jesus. These simple Simon motherfuckers will do that. Unless it's their kid. Well, maybe even if it is their kid. Yeah, what well, some of us would consider to be child abuse. It's just peachy with Mike Moon, who I'd like to send to the moon. Right, Ralph? <laughs> Bang! Shoot! Get going to the moon! <laughs> I'm going to close with the words of my late Aunt Millie. Abba Fangul at Amamna I'm still not quite sure exactly what that means, but I know it doesn't impart any goodness or glad tidings towards the person it's directed at. All right, that's it. I'm done. This is RNI. I'm Dr. Neil Clark Warren, founder, by court order, of GayHarmony.com. I met Brad at GayHarmony.com. We both love show tunes, working out, oh, and reruns of Will and Grace. <laughs> Isn't he delicious? <laughs> at GayHarmony.com, we match these sinners based on 29 levels of flamboyant fabulousness. We're going to get married in Connecticut and honeymooning in Key West. <laughs> <laughs> So log on to GayHarmony.com today and discover there's a reason why you are attracted to each other. Oofa! It's John P. Lightning. Go, Big Daddy! Johnny Lightning, 11LR&I! Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. Next Sunday is Hemorrhoid Suffers Night at the Ballpark. Standing room only tickets are on sale now at the box office. Thank you. Morning. Four, please. Oh, hey, man. That smells great. Ah, oh, thanks. That's, uh, that's because I use rectal mints. Rectal mints? Tell you what. I'll pop in a fresh rectal mint, and you try to guess which scent this is. Well, uh, I don't... It'll be fun. Spearmint? You're close. Give up? It's wintergreen. All right, yeah. Gee, your ass smells terrific. Cover up that funk stank with new rectal mints. They make your farts smell... So good. Every mint contains a gleaming drop of... Ping! Sphincterol. So, the next time you feel gassy in public, let her rip. Let's both try one. 
<laughs> Rectal mints. Misuse is directed. And ladies, coming soon, badger mints. When I went to the courthouse, which is also a prison in a sense, uh, they signed me in. And I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there, professionally work there, that have no problems putting in murderers and they see everybody. It's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. From Canada to Florida, you are listening to John Lightning. 11L. Well, Thursday is 420, and I haven't smoked any weed since January 14th. I think I might get a tad fucked up. I don't need an analgesic. I am not in pain. Bring me a ritual, a tribal game. Moonlight on the water, shadows on my mind. Tell each other things nobody knows. It's 420 somewhere, it might as well be here Rick for heavy weather, strange but not to fear It's 420 somewhere, it might as well be here Thunderclap and lightning, then the sky will clear Afraid. Traditional, agricultural, just rolling flame. Moonlight on the wind, shadows on my mind. Tell me something everybody knows. It's 420 somewhere, it might as well be here. Rick for heavy weather, strange but not too fear.
11. John P. Lightning's got no fucks to give. John P. Lightning's had a fucks to give. Donate your fucks today. I am John P. Lightning. Yeah. Lucky you. It's your extravaganza. But plugs in dildos and things she's been missing. Rednecks and dumb and Trump's as she's kissing CVS Target if you like to swing This is her brain Marjorie Taylor Green. When her head hurts When her ex sings When she's feeling sad She simply plugs in all her Radio New York International with John P. Lightning. Will you yield? Oh, I'll yield. Yes, please. Yeah, I was when I was in eleventh grade and Joe Biden made our schools gun free school zones, one of the students in my school brought three guns to school and our entire school went on lockdown because he was the only person with a gun. Quick fact check. When Marjorie Taylor Greene was in 11th grade, George H.W. Bush was president and signed into law the Gun-Free School Zones Act of 1990. It passed the Senate by a voice vote and the House by a vote of 313 to 1. Just think about the bipartisan consensus on this gun law in 1990. It really shows how radicalized the Republican Party has become. Oh, and not that it needed to be said, but Joe Biden has not, in fact, been president for the past 33 years. Not only that, but Marge is lying about the timeline of events. The incident in her school occurred on September 6, 1990. The bill was not even introduced until October 27, 1990, and was signed into law on November 29, 1990, nearly three months later. So yes, Marge is lying again. Well, of course. She's picked up the pace of her training. No, not in the gym, where she posts photos of herself working out. Fortunately, she keeps her sneakers on. She's in training for the position of... Vice President on Donald Trump's ticket, of course, of course. You know she is. You know it. Good old Dusty Smith's got it right when he calls her Marjorie Trailer Green. I, of course, refer to her as Marjorie Taylor Simple Green, who, as you no doubt know by now, when she visited our fair town a week or so ago trying to drum up some publicity, didn't last too long, and she got a typical New York send-off. Marjorie, you animal, you! Go back to the farm, you animal! They're looking for you at the sanctuary! You filthy animal! You QAnon lunatic! Hit her with the space lasers! Blast her with the fucking space lasers! Get the fuck out of New York, you racist, sick, filthy, infected animal! Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Isn't that great? Okay, that was faked. (laughs) But it could have been real. A lot more real than Marjorie ever gets. Except for, of course, being real stupid. 
Life call. Help me! I've fallen and can't get up. I'm sending an ambulance and notifying your family right away. Now there's quality of life call, so you don't have to injure yourself to get the attention that you, as an old person, crave. Help me! I've burnt my toast. I'm sending someone to scrape it and notifying your family right away. No more staging phony accidents. With quality of life call, you can call for any old reason, no matter how pathetic. Help me! There's nothing good on TV. I'm sending a cable installer and notifying your family right away. Quality of life call for just pennies a day. We'll pretend we care. Free speech and more in store. That's right. Talking more, meaning music. I'm all backed up on music last couple of shows. Haven't had much time for music. Indeed, I've been a little backed up the last couple of days. I go to see my gastro guy that day for the first time in many days. I did not <coughs> evacuate, and I've barely evacuated since a couple of days later. How typical. I go see him, everything's okay, and then everything's not okay again. The story of John P. Lightning's life. An inability to shit and an inability to do shit most of the time. Except for the show you know as your extravaganza. Which some people describe as, well, you know. But of course, they're wrong, scumbags. And I've been good. I've been so busy of late, I barely had time to masturbate. Oh, I know. Now you think I'm lying. Uh, I wish I was. Although the other day I tried to, uh, well, I reached out and touched my inner child who immediately brought me up on sexual abuse charges. <laughs> ah, yes, friends. I am John P. Lightning on the 11L Network, along with Dave the Boogeyman and L.F. Midwood. Tramps like us, baby, we were born to broadcast instead of having productive lives. By the way, the best go out to my pal Richie. little auto accident earlier in the week. Nothing, Nothing too bad, fortunately. Somehow his wife's head managed to hit the windshield. I don't know how. I thought that's what seatbelts were for. And she hit it hard enough that she cracked the windshield. And he told me, he asked her, how's your head? And she said, well, I've never heard you complain about it. Johnny Lightning. <laughs> All right, Sal. Sal, Sal wanted to know if, uh, if I have anything by Kiss, if I would play something by Kiss. And uh, I don't believe I have a Kiss album uh, other than for, uh, what's his name, Peter Case's solo album. Isn't that the, the one that with New York Groove on it, or is that another member of Kiss? I came across that recently while sorting through all the albums in my garage. I was pruning. I must have thrown, I, I, I threw out, yes. Mr. Collector threw out a couple of hundred albums, mainly because they had no real worth. I had some form of digital copies of most all of them. And most of them were also water damaged, both the uh, sleeve and the record inside. Once an album gets water damaged like that, you can never clean out the grooves sufficient to make it really playable again. So I filled like eight garbage bags with nothing but LPs and used that occasion to go through every album in my garage, which must have numbered still about 4,000 or so, and bring inside into the studio here all the ones that I want to keep. Sometimes for nothing more than sentimental reasons. 
And sometimes, because they have a little wart, not that I'm ever going to sell them, but maybe somebody will stop by one day and say, hey, well, I've been looking for that album for years. And I could say, okay, here you go, take it. That'll be 100 bucks. No, I'll, I'll, of course, give it to that person. Perhaps. But I, I did find that Kiss solo album, and I do have some digital Kiss recordings, one of which is, uh, is perhaps my favorite Kiss song ever, and it's an acoustic number. Yeah, it's an acoustic number from uh, an acoustic show they did on MTV some time ago. And it's really good, and right now it's here for you, Sal, on the queue. You can thank me by hitting the PayPal button, fucko. Music, news, and fun. Eleven hour and I. John be Lightning. On the go, go. In Manhattan, the letter reads, Dear You Wanted to Hear It, I live in a four-story walk-up. I'm constantly under assault by the Chinese takeout guy. He comes and shoves menus under my door at least twice a week. I would love to hear him slip and fall down all four flights of stairs. Make it happen and make me smile. 
Lot of stare. Hey, why don't you come to Ping Pong Chinese Restaurant? We have a good food for you. Hey, I told you before. Don't push them menus under my door no more. I hey, you better watch out. It's kind of slippery over Are there. You <laughs> have a nice trip. See you in the fall. Free soda with every order. There you have it. I believe a certain Manhattan Chinese restaurant is now hiring. And now, from oh New boy. York City, it's John Lightning, a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything. Clavinel Rico. Wonderful Lauren. Boy, am I glad we're in the home stretch because uh, I'm getting tired. I am John P. Lightning. That's right. I I, I could only talk so long. I, I it, it amazes me some people like like uh, Dusty Smith on the tube of you doing those uh, sometimes three hour shows and then he does a, a little overtime after party show. And uh, well, well, first of all, I couldn't go that long and. Obviously, it's a live video thing, and he's always on camera. I couldn't go that long without having to, you know, pee two or three times. Although some shows, I don't have to pee at all. That hasn't been the case of late, needless to say. And I have to go see my doctor on Tuesday. Don't care, John. Well, you should. I'm going to see him, and he's going to ask, why didn't you get that MRI I told you to go get? Because I totally forgot that he had given me paperwork to go get an MRI until uh, last week when I realized, hmm, I have a, doctor, a doctor's appointment next week. I better go and get a blood work test done so that when I go to see him, he has the results of that, and then we could at least uh, ascertain whether or not the cholesterol medicine he has me on is doing any fucking thing at all. Because a friend of mine had uh, had pretty much convinced me, you don't want that stuff. It's going to give you problems. What, what problem? No, it's going to hurt when you shit. It's going to hurt when I shit. It, 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 why would a cholesterol medicine trust me? You know, and I've been taking it every day for the last couple of months. And no, no more pain than usual when you can shit. But uh, that's a good thing about magnesium and Miralax. That's right. It's a Miralax cure. And it really is a miracle. That's, that shit, uh, so to speak, it, uh, it works. All right. Uh, two people in the audience are like writing it down. Miralax. I need Miralax. The rest are, cut it the fuck out, Johnny. Yeah, and, and sometimes I might have to cut it out. But, you know, that's what those suppositories are for. Mitchell checks in to tell us that the signal is really good at 6.160 up in Syracuse. That's right. Uh, right here in my home state. Some people will say, you're past stage, John. You have to head out to Matamoros now. You got to go to Jersey. No. I don't think I'll uh, I'll ever leave New York State. Yeah, you might in a box. No, even then, because my plot is in is in historic Greenwood Cemetery in Brooklyn, and um, therefore I will always and forever, at least parts of me, uh, the remains of me, will be in New York City. You're listening to the remains of the town that was once known as Johnny Lightning here on Planet Radio WBCQ, where we do have one or two more requests, and we might even find time to get to them because. I still want to talk about the Tennessee Three, and I don't know if I'm going to have time for anything else. Ah, it doesn't matter. You've already got more show this evening than any other radio show would give you in a week's worth of two or three hour shows every day. At least that's what I'm trying to uh, convince you to do. And yeah, and maybe I will even get out uh, get out those uh, taxes tomorrow. Back taxes. My my official tax return for the year was already done, but uh, the thirty thousand dollars or so that I owe the IRS, I just I, I don't want to give it to them. And it's not that I don't have it because I've been holding on to it knowing that I have it. Well, then why are you continuing to pay penalties? 
See, uh, it's, it's, it's not only my ass that's giving me problems, it's the fact that I'm an asshole that's giving me problems. This is RNI. From the skies, Thank you, Trolla. Ah. Yeah, I'll get that paperwork in the mail. Come on now, tax me, babe. Uncle Sam, take all the money that I made. And while you're at it, all it means. To add insults to injury. Just take my firstborn baby. Now I'm taking deductions. Relax, you have until tomorrow. If you don't get them in by then, you are fucked. So much more great music. music. This one is going out by request to Mr. Green in Brooklyn. Maybe tax time is giving him the blues. Life in general. Gives me the blues. Me being the lightning guy on our night. Blues so bad I can't shake them. Blues so bad I can't shake them. I'm digging, Tammy. Blues so bad I want to hurt it. Woo! Just to find me some place to work. I try to drown them in drink. But what do you think? The blues can swim. They don't sing.
Mr. Tab Benoit. Much more music. Much more music. Much more music. And now, much more John P. Lightning. Hopefully not that much more of John P. Lightning. I can only take so much of me. By the way, did that last tune by Mr. Benoit, did that remind you of Born on the Bayou by Credence just a little bit? Good stuff, but uh, Tab Benoit is capable of nothing but good stuff. And if you're not familiar with him, what the fuck is wrong with you? Get busy. I think there's about a hundred of his concerts. I don't even think I'm exaggerating. At archive.org alone. So uh, check him out. Darren on the tube of you. And if you don't enjoy his playing, really, seriously, consider suicide. (laughs) It happens first on Sunday with Johnny Lightning. Look, it's Barbie! No, it's not. It's Georgie! He's running tall, plays volleyball, he's done it all, he's Georgie! Georgie, the George Santos action figure who simply can't tell the truth. With so many identities to choose from, like NYU graduate Georgie. Give me my diploma, Dean! But you don't even go here. I'm putting it on my resume anyway! Broadway producer Georgie. I produce Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Didn't that musical suck? No. Volleyball Georgie? Have you ever played volleyball? Lady, I invented volleyball. And grieving orphan Georgie. My mom died in 9-11. Georgie, come for dinner. But my maid Farofa. She's alive! And don't forget Jewish Georgie. My grandparents survived the Holocaust. Awesome! Collect them all. Brain surgeon Georgie. Mermaid Georgie. Magician Georgie. Ballerina Georgie. G.I. Georgie. And so many other lies he's bound to tell. It's a Georgie orgy. Polygraph machine sold separately. Available at Rite Aid, Walgreens, Piggly Wigglies, Dollar Generals, and all remaining Fred stores. Uh, store. Just a brief reminder, next week when I'm not on Planet Radio, no less, here at johnlightning.com, Dave the Boogeyman will be with that there music you need to hear, as he likes to say, because he's right. 
So every Sunday night, the 11L Network provides you with great radio. Or in lieu of great radio, John Lightning. One or the other, you can never be sure. And of course, every Saturday night, straight up at midnight, or well, maybe not straight, depends on whether or not he scored any weed, LF Midwood, also at johnlightning.com, at lfmidwood.com, and streaming live with video on Rumble. So get ready to, uh, you know, uh, get, get, get ready to do that with LF Midwood on Saturday nights at midnight. If you're up late, spend an hour or so with Brother Midwood. And uh, you can thank him later. And you can thank me for being here and bringing you LF Midwood and Dave the Boogeyman. Although you may not want to thank me. <laughs> you just might want to take out your anger on me. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm here safely ensconced in the 11L facility, and hopefully you're far the fuck away. And again, uh, if uh, if you're one of those uh, perennially late people, tomorrow your last chance to get your taxes in on time. Although I don't know, what, what exactly happens if you don't get it in on time? For example, I owe you the IRS uh, less than five grand this year. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to get the check in the mail by tomorrow. So what does that mean? Uh, probably another couple hundred dollars on penalties. Damn, I'm so lazy. No, I'm not. I'm so inclined to better spend my time bringing you the show you know as the little bit of everything radio extravaganza, even this incredibly underwritten one. I wish, I wish the show was underwritten. Hey, Mr. Soros! Hello. <laughs> nah, I'd never be liberal enough for the likes of him. At least unlike Deadbeat Donald, I bet you he pays taxes, and plenty of them. Of course, most people, most unemployed people, pay more in taxes than he does. Me, I'm going broke bringing you great radio. Who was it? I believe it was H.L. Mencken who said, No one's ever gone broke estimating the intelligence of the public. Or was that radio listeners? Or was that radio listeners to the 11L Network? Bringing you, yours truly, L.F. Midwood and Dave the Boogeyman. Yeah, they do say good things come in threes. So obviously they're bullshitting us. (laughs) Yes, this is the best radio station money can't buy because it's free. It comes to you gratis. R&I. From my... for my facility on the Alistair. What the fuck's wrong with me? I can't speak tonight. I injured my tongue earlier in the weekend. I'm using a rented tongue tonight, so I can't get it out of first gear. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, just put the brakes on it, Johnny. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck off. How dare you? <laughs> Ted sent me an email. Johnny, I think homeless people pay, pay more in taxes than Donald Trump. <laughs> And I'm generally kind to those people. I, I have been known to give money to homeless people. I used to do that around Grand Central Terminal in my working days. And one of my partners would immediately get on me for doing that. Come on, JL, you know better. You know he's only going to buy alcohol and or drugs or cigarettes. And of course, I'd find myself thinking, like, I wasn't going to buy alcohol or drugs <laughs> with that money. Let him do it for me. It's John Lightning. He's happening.
Finally, Tender Vittles has done it. It's about time. Tender Vittles has a taste combination that cats are guaranteed to love. Let me guess. Mm, liver. No. Seafood and rice? Getting close. All right. What two tastes are we talking about? Tender Vittles has the two tastes that cats love. Well? Tuna and ass. Tuna and what? Cats can't get enough of the taste of tuna and their own hairy ass. That's disgusting. Listen, you think we're making this up? Well, I... Take a good look at your cat, Chief. What do you think he does all day? He begs for food, and then he cleans himself. And we're just giving him what he wants. Tuna and ass. What's that name again? Tuna and ass. New from Tender Vittles. Hey, don't shoot the messenger. We just know what cats dig. Oh, also look for our new combo for dogs. Liver and nuts. From New York City, music, news, comedy, and fun. Sundays with John Lightning on the 11L Network. <sighs> Thank goodness for that. If you fry your cats in Crisco, make them tasty. Some classic bits uh, tonight, and uh, and most of the requests that I was supposed to get to, I lost the other one there. There, there, I I, I had the bed. I I even had a talk up all worked out, and don't know where it is. Maybe I threw it out. It's, pro- it's probably in the recycle bin. But I've learned on show days not to delete what's in the recycle bin. Leave it there and check at the end of the show to make sure you didn't show. <laughs> there's there's some parts of the show that you could uh, perhaps use. For the next show. All right, we're, we're time winding down, and yeah, we, we might go just a little late because I, 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 I want to play the dead song. If only so I could play the new dead jingle now. Uh, earlier this week in a Facebook posting, I did express my disgust at the good old boys in the Tennessee legislature, uh, legislature that did everything short of referring uh, to those two Justins they removed from the legislature as boys or worse. Yeah, there were two uppity Negroes who had the temerity to speak out loudly without giving a single fuck who got upset, got expelled. Well, they got expelled for uh, they got expelled for being loud. 
Just to get, that's all they got expelled for, for being fucking loud. Three legislators, as I'm sure you know by now, were censured, but only two of the three got the boot, both of them being persons of color. Well, the white lady survived her execution by a single vote. And uh, all three were united in solidarity. Indeed, when Gloria Johnson, the old-timer of, uh, of the trio at the age of 60, when she was asked why she survived the purge, she said it likely had something to do with her skin color, or lack thereof. So uh, Justin Jones, 27, and Justin Pearson, uh, he's the, he's the uh, Martin Luther King-sounding uh, guy. Boy, he's got a good actor. He's 29. They, uh, they were just too loud and too black. To be allowed, allowed to continue to represent their districts in the state that was the home office for the Ku Klux Klan, uh, which was founded in Tennessee in 1865. And it seems is still alive and doing business in the land of bigotry uncrunched. And uh, those drugs, those uh, Republicans who dismissed those boys in a dismissive and a surly and arrogant manner, and then, of course, expelled them uh, Old South style. Well, okay, we really wasn't Old South style because they're still alive. Well, at least we didn't lynch them. Uh, they lacked the foresight to realize what their actions would lead to. You know, it was a clear, well, we'll show them niggers they can't fuck with our rules of decorum now. <laughs> and the move backfired on the bigoted bastards. But uh, decorum was not what was needed there. The loud, proud voices of those three were, uh, well, well, they were too vehement. They were so vehement that, uh, that the public outrage over their blatantly racist expulsion couldn't be silenced any more than those three could. And it took less than three days before both of the bad boys were voted back into the positions they were unjustly removed from. And uh, the result of those Republicans, uh, their, their verbal whipping of the Justins, was the empowerment of all three of those loudmouths. And in the case of, uh, of Justin Pearson, uh, well, in the case of both of them, actually, they went from being unknowns to rock stars. <laughs> to rock stars of civil rights and human rights. And it happened virtually overnight. So those Republican assholes gave them the biggest stage they could have ever imagined, upon which to express their progressive politics and values. And, uh, and Justin Pearson, uh, the one with the afro, house sixties of him. The one who, when public speaking, affects the tone and tenor, the cadence of a black Methodist preacher. Yeah, I guess he sounded a tad too much like Martin Luther King for those conservative crackers to listen to in their august white hall. Well, those motherfucking Republicans got what they deserved. The ignominy of a nation and the world and the Tennessee Three got the recognition and press that would have otherwise... Unli- I don't think it would have ever accrued to them, at least not that quickly in that manner. Yeah, you want to talk about firings that worked out for the better? They got a couple of days off and then returned to their jobs more powerful and able to fight for the justice they were seeking uh, for demanding real effective gun legislation after the Nashville shootings. So uh, no surprise that today in Tennessee, another mass shooting occurred because the repugs who sleep in the bed of the NRA do nothing but defend the NRA. But politically, they might now be (laughs) DOA. Oh, so one could hope. So the attempted retaliation against the three backfired spectacularly. And all I can say is, Thank you, repugs. Thank you for doing right by doing wrong. And it would seem the Justins, who are the future of the party of slavery in a hall built by slave labor, 
will in that uh, not that distant future probably drag Tennessee out of the backwoods of all school conservative bigotry and aided by a new generation of voters tired of the old cracker rulers just might save Tennessee from a future as ignoble as its past. So uh, thank you, Justins and Ms. Johnson. Now carry on, because there's a shitload of work to be done and more than a few old Republican scumbags to be retired, which will lead to a better America and a better Tennessee. Uh, a Tennessee that uh, anyone that left Tennessee will perhaps in the future... Be proud to get back to the greatest team in the world. You and the Grateful Dead on R&I. Far out. Yeah, of course, we've got to close out with this one. It's been a fun extravaganza. It's been an interesting ride. Hope you enjoyed listening as much as I almost enjoyed doing this show. <laughs> almost enjoyed it. Too much work. And James, thank you, sir. James, you're way too generous, and we love you for it. Okay, we like you. I don't know you well enough to love you, I guess. That's right.
time has been fun time but our time is at an end once again thank you james for uh, for your most generous donation to your extravaganza yes yeah, somebody asked me they said uh, why, why don't you set up super chats why well, the, the only person i'd be chatting with is myself indeed uh, some evenings the audience is so minimal i probably am thank you all for listening for those of you that participated by email extra special thanks because hey what means more than extra special thanks from John P. Lightning. That's it. I'm out of here. Be back in two weeks uh, with any luck uh, with any luck on your part. And uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, that's right. Dave the Boogeyman here at johnlightning.com next week. Until then, I'm done. Thanks for listening to the Extravaganza on 11 Disease for you with John P. Lightning. Gotta get going, love you, bye for now. The show is over, I gotta go. The show is over, I gotta go. Try yourself once. If you just take the show is over, I gotta go. Sorry. The show is over, we gotta go. The show is over, we gotta go. We gotta go. Show is over. We gotta go. Bye, y'all.